Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. With thanks to iSuzu, the iSuzu D-Max is born to live. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Yeah, great to have your company on this uh, Easter Sunday. Adam Peacock with you, and it's great to have your company. Um, is my mic working yet? Hello? Hello? You're on. I'm I on. Hear you can hear me? You can hear yeah. me? Everyone can hear me? <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Uh, James Magnuson's with me as well. How are you, mate? Never better. Easter Sunday, a few chockies before coming on air, so I'm on a sugar high, ready to go. I've, uh, I've not had one yet. I've, re- had one. I've relented. Yeah, there you go. So far, Brooksy, how are you? Relented during Lent. That's pretty impressive. Is this Lent? I don't know. Isn't is it? Lent no. Yeah. Oh, look, look, the Easter Bunny's come. He's just rocked up. <laughs> Stephen O'Keefe, I think, has, <laughs> has run here. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Yeah. You're done. We, we were told by Brooksy not to mention you yeah. um, this morning, yeah, just in case yeah. you were an hour late or whatever. But yeah. did you literally run from Manly across the spit bridge to get here? Pat's here as well. Pat, how long's the first? How long's the first ad break? The first. When we get to it. Ah, uh, four minutes. Four minutes. You got four minutes to get out there and get it in get and then get yeah, back yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a pit stop in Formula One. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. <laughs> 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 first boss. Uh, we were having cricket. Stuart Clark was my first captain. He said, if you're five minutes early, you're ten minutes late. Like, <laughs> that he could have been really pissed off with that effort. So. Anyway. Oh, brilliant. Um, how, uh, how many eggs did you pile through this morning, uh, James? Just, just a couple of little ones. I haven't really indulged yet. Mm. Just a couple of those little crunchy numbers. They're good, aren't they? Oh, they're good. They're good. What's your go-to? What's your favourite? Oh, the... Do you know the tray of ten? Yeah. Of just the the, the little medium Cadbury eggs. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. have one or two, and you go, "Oh, that's right, I'll save the rest." No, I won't. I'm going to have all ten now. <laughs> that's going to happen at some point later things, this afternoon. Aren't they, Easter egg. You cannot stop at one Easter egg. It's yeah. Impossible. We had the hunt for the kids. We got four kids. One of them wasn't there last night. He said he was going to a mate's house. He's 16, so he's probably got a cracking hangover right now. Good morning, Noah, <laughs> wherever you are. <laughs> Stephen O'Keefe can relate to all <laughs> How old are you, Stephen? Yeah, uh, 16 mentally. Yeah, so there you go. You can, out with your son last you can relate to Noah. <laughs> I might not see him for another week. <laughs> no, he wasn't there, but the, the three, we did the uh, Easter egg hunt, so we, we uh, get the, the eggs. I plan it all out. I'd take the yeah. photo of the, the wrappers and then give them the the sheet that they've got to go and find, they go on the hunt. So they had a great time. So what about yourself, Sock? Did you get through Um, some eggs this morning? Well, my girlfriend's a bit like uh, most women. They like to celebrate things in weeks. So we've had an Easter week. Ah, We've eaten a lot of Easter eggs. Birthdays usually go for, you know, a couple of weeks in Christmas. You know, we've got the tree and Mm. uh, all that out probably three months beforehand. So I was up at the Gold Coast with her family. Yep. Um... Yeah, a bit of Gold Coast time, back yesterday, and then this morning, just a quiet one, we locked a, a few of the hot cross bun muffins, which was good. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, nice. So. Have you got your breath back, by the way? Yeah, good. I'm not, <laughs> not as good as the... I'm going to keep calling him the gun. I keep thinking he's the gun. He's the missile. He's... Did you see him on Instagram yesterday? No, I don't have Instagram. Why? Do you have the kid off? He was lifting a car, I'm basically. Blushing, I'm blushing over here already. Well, you were paying it forward, weren't you? You were getting ahead of what you were going to get through this afternoon. <laughs> missile. What was yeah. happening there? What... 
Oh, just doing a little bit of Olympic lifting um, with a couple of mates. So I've got a gym in Marrickville that we uh, kick around at. It's basically my own private gym, so it's a bit of fun on a Saturday. Um, yeah, and earn the eggs today. <laughs> while the, so, <laughs> so while the rest, little crunchy ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> while the rest of us on a Saturday Arvo are like basically doing the Homer Simpson imprint on the the couch, or yeah. you know maybe mowing the lawn or whatever like this. This bloke is you're still training like an Olympian, aren't you? Yeah, oh, look, I enjoy it. I think yeah. as much for my headspace as anything, one thing I learned after swimming was that if I didn't stay fit and healthy, my headspace suffered. Yep. Um, and Ooh. I felt lethargic and sloppy and a bit down. So I try and stay in shape as much for my mental health as anything, to be honest. Endorphins. Good on you, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Sock, you, like, you would have released some endorphins. Just I, <laughs> yeah, that 20-meter sprint. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's I think perfect. The, the only one who can say he does Olympic lifting and mean it because he's actually an, a, a, an yeah, Olympian. When I go to the gym and say I'm doing Olympic lifting, it's more just uh, <laughs> sweating on the treadmill, walking for 15 minutes, then pretending I've done something. So... Um, I'm with you though. So what what sort of uh, Olympic lifting do you do, mate? Because you've got the you wouldn't say it's a swimmers rig now. What would you what would you describe it as? A bit more of a a well rounded AFL rig. AFL. No, yeah. I'd say it'd be a bit more of a lock sort of second row. Rangy. He's strong. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I used to swim hover around between say ninety two to ninety four kilos. Yeah. Now, now I hover between sort of one oh eight to one ten. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's back row. That's 12, 16 <laughs> kilos of muscle. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is – I always wonder, like, if I had to get back to race weight, where would I lose it from? Because uh, I look back now, I'm like, how did I used to hover around 92 kilos to race? Like, I mean, I was always super careful of my diet when I was swimming because mm. it's all about power to weight, weight ratio and staying really light so you float. So you, couldn't, you couldn't be over – You couldn't be over 95 Nah, nah. And sometimes pre-season, you, you carry a bit more weight because you're trying to get through longer kilometers. And if you're too lean, you get sick. Mm. And if you race pre-season at 95, 96 kilos, it feels like you've got a weight plate on your back. That's how noticeable it yeah. is in the water. Yeah. What was your playing weight? My playing weight at my best, I think, well, I'm a, how tall are you? Six five. Yeah, right. So I'm five six and my playing, my playing weight is, is about was about your playing weight. It's about eighty five to ninety kilos. So any anything more than that and I felt like I had a, a plate on my back standing out there. It's more it's more a craft based game rather than an athleticism based it's like game. Darts, cricket, yeah, it? we're a skill based sport. We certainly don't have the uh, endurance or the uh, and we, we but we look at, don't we, right? I think the thing that cricketers can get wound up in at times is that we have to do all these sorts of uh, specialised runnings and VVO2s and get fit. Well, it was Michael like, Bevan's fault, wasn't it? Yeah. He started all that. Well, Booney's fault, more like it. <laughs> I think his fault. <laughs> Not to be. 42 beers on the plane. We'll maybe just drag it back a little bit. Um, He's still got it, apparently, Booney. Talking yeah. to a few people at Fox Cricket that yeah. um, with the recent passing of Rod yeah. Marsh and also Shane Warne. Boone was, um, Still, yeah, setting the pace, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it didn't end too well for the beloved Marshy, so maybe there's a yeah. there's a clue in it all. <laughs> Be more like <laughs> the, the missile than Marshy. <laughs> um, crunch time for the next three hours. Myself, uh, Sock Missile here, and then coverage of the Dragons and Knights. You're bullish on the Knights in this one, aren't you, James? Well, I am. So I, I got a, a power play on the betting. I got them at $2.20. I just think two two dollars twenty for the Knights. 
the dragons. You think won, overs? Yeah, the dragons have won one of their last thirteen games, and <laughs> they try to fix that uh, that problem by dropping Tyrell Sloan, their most creative player, mm. and Amone, their mm. second most creative player, and mm. throw in poor Moses Embiid to fullback and say, "Do your best." Mm. Um, I just think it's good value. Yeah, two twenty. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was a bit like that with the Titans last night against. The Eagles, they've got a great mm. record away, and I felt yeah. like that potentially with Turbo out and a couple of injuries in their centres. However, Manly played reasonably good for Their first half was almost faultless. Their second half was more like woeful. But, yeah, I'm, I'm backing you. Yeah, 220. Yeah. Good okay. value for all the punters out there. Yeah. We'll have a few of them. More on that later uh, in the show, and also we'll build up to uh, the Roosters and Warriors, which is the first game today, and we're going to have a special guest join us if he's got the ability to talk after a <laughs> reunion this weekend. Brian Fletcher. Right. I don't know if this is a smart thing or a fun thing to do. It, probably in about 50 minutes' time, we'll hopefully catch up with Fletcher. He might not answer his phone. I'll be amazed if he still has his phone on his being <laughs> after the weekend that he's just had because it's the 2002 Roosters Premiership reunion this weekend because oh, wow. they played the Warriors yeah. in the grand final back then. They're playing them this afternoon. We'll have updates throughout the last hour here, but uh, what I want to know is how the, the weekend's been. I reckon he might be walking out of the Ivy to take the call before <laughs> heading back in. And then, getting the, <laughs> and then getting the Uber, if he's allowed, 10 minutes before. <laughs> um, I did read something funny, Sock, that uh, Adrian Morley, he's come out from England, England. for it. That, yeah, good. That he was Prop, brilliant yeah. to watch back in the day. Yeah. Um, and he said, I'm going to, as soon as I walk out of the uh, the airport, I'll be going to drop my bags and I'll be in a pub within 10 minutes after that dropping my be, bags. It must be such a buzz, isn't it? Because Lexi, my uh, girlfriend's dad, Johnny Carter, was in the Panthers 91 team that won yep. um, the premiership and they had a reunion uh, last year, and it must be like a lot of those guys you'd, you'd sort of been think the 30 stay year. close yeah, 30 years, year, yeah. but you know, to be able to catch up and have days like that must be pretty, yeah, pretty special. Better than a school reunion because you're actually mates with everyone. You know, when yeah. you go to a school reunion and you see all the weirdos and just mm. see how much weirder they <laughs> got. He said that missile, missile with all his medals around his neck, just turn up, hey guys, uh, what have you done with your life for the last 10 years? <laughs> well, school reunions are, are weird in the sense because you, you really you weren't friends with everyone at school. Nah. But in a premiership winning team, okay, there'll be the odd exception. But generally speaking, if you win a premiership together, you're mates for life. Oh, it'd be epic. It'd be that good. <laughs> like, and reliving those moments. I don't know if they rewatch the game or, or what they do, but yeah. I can only imagine. Uh, Jimmy Smith, by the way, is going to be calling the, uh, the Dragons and Knights with Timmy Manor and Mark Carroll later this afternoon from 4pm. They'll have the lead-in from 3. We're on till 3. And we're going to uh, review all the games that have happened so far this Easter weekend, review some sport as well, and look ahead to this afternoon's games of footy from the NRL. This is Crunch Time. Back in a moment. Yeah, welcome back to Crunch Time. And it's brought to you by Izuzu. The Izuzu D-Max is born to live. Welcome to our listeners across the SEN network, 1170 and SEN, 1620 AM on the Gold Coast, SENQ in Queensland on DAB Plus, and listeners on the SEN app and the SEN podcast. Download the SEN app and listen to the Crunch Time show anytime, anywhere. Last night, oh, and by the way, you can text in 0457 736 736 or the call line is 1300 01 1170. But the text line 0457 736 736. Let us know what you thought of last night and this performance from the Melbourne Storm over Cronulla. Good kick, good chase off the back of it. Hines with an early kick. This is something from Hines. And now. 
Yes, how good was that, James and Sock? Um, that performance from the Melbourne Storm. It was going in, you think, okay, Cronulla, if you're a top four side, we're yeah. going to find out a little bit more. It's not the definitive outcome because it's still so long to go in the season, but they mm. have improved. How much have they improved? Well, not quite enough to beat Melbourne at their best. Yeah, look, I think there was just a couple of crucial things that happened in that game that kind of swayed up. Firstly, uh, they lost for Nukin in the first couple of minutes through a head knock, which mm. was huge for them. Mm. Um, and secondly, the big talking point um, for mine that swung the game was Munster finds touch off the kickoff to start the second half. They score and pretty much bury Cronulla from then on. Mm. Um, other than that, probably top five matches of the year so far, I thought. Absolutely, yeah. I think there was probably a candidate for try of the year. I thought Munster was... I mean, I think both the halves will playmakers in Nico Hines and Munster are exceptional. Nico mm. Hines was pretty creative getting out of the 20 with the kick over to the winger um, and getting some go for. But you're right, I think the definitive moments was just after the break. And the, what about the courage from Munster to kick for that touch again? Because he kicked out in the full with the same kick. You know, yeah. those weird sort of torp-shaped kicks that go out. Yeah. So penalty, they lose momentum. But then straight after the break, the first kick that he goes to is the same kick, finds touch, and off the back of the scrum, they basically go in untouched. And I think that really did dint uh, Cronulla's confidence. However, you know, I don't think, um, Brayton has to say it last night, haven't lost any admirers. They were they were, they were pretty special. I'm with you, top five games of the year. Um, a lot of standout performance. Talakai, I think, in the centres for Cronulla was amazing. Beast. Um, Absolute yeah. beast. Well, they call him like a ta- Talakai, the tank with hands like a surgeon. Because he had a couple of those <laughs> yeah. beautiful flick passes to the the winger to set up a couple yep. of tries and then also bulldoze through and some tough carries out of his own 20. So he's a – I mean, who would want to be a centre? That's where he used to go and hide in the game. And now he's got this guy 120 and yeah. just, he's a juggernaut. Imagine so. him as a smoky. So we keep talking about centres for New South Wales because Luttrell's out. Mm. Absolute smoky, but Talakai mm. would not let you down. The mm. meterage he'd get out of your own end. Yeah. Um, he even at one stage, he, he brought it back off a kickoff. And it's just a scary sight because the leg speed for a guy that size yeah. is insane. Yeah, 57 post-contact meters from producer Brooks here. He loves his post-contact meters. <laughs> yeah, well, they That's it. Payne Haas is leading in the competition, yeah. And I think you can – I mean, you can almost judge a forward by it for, you know, on the back of that. Not only their run meters, but their post-contact. Now, uh, Craig Bellamy um, had a word about Cam Munster. We'll get our take on Cam Munster, and there's um, a bit of news about uh, the Melbourne Storm number six, but uh, his coach was pretty happy last night. Uh, no, you don't know when Munster's in whatever mood, I tell you. Like, he's, um, he, like he has been. I know I've said a few times, you know, probably the best thing that's ever happened to him was last year, you know, when he, uh, he did what he, what he did, you know, to help himself be better, you know, and it's 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 worth the truth to be quite honest. He's still as I said, you know, he's still the the larrikin and we all love that about him, but now he's there just seems to be a little bit more control around his life, you know, around footy and his life in general, you know, so I think that's a great thing. But um, with all due respect his his consistency this year has been at a real high level and a consistent level. So like yeah, like I say it's um, I think he he'll just get even better and better. Funny that you say that, Craig Bellamy, because you've just offered the bloke seven hundred and fifty k to stay at your club. <laughs> Bit backhanded, isn't it's, it? Oh, it's such a weird one. So they pay uh, Jerome Hughes and Harry Grant uh, well in excess of seven fifty and sign them first, leave Munster to last. It's felt the whole way along like this is a little bit of a payback for the off-field incidents or they're using that as leverage mm. to get him on a cheaper price. That's fair enough. 
Yeah, I, I think so. If, if there isn't competition in the market for his signature and if the Storm are going to offer him 750 and the Dolphins will offer him over a million a, do- over a, million a season, if you're Munster and you've already won multiple premierships at the Storm, you've done everything in the game, would you stay at Melbourne for let's for, for argument's sake say four hundred thousand a season less, maybe not that much, but surely, <laughs> surely your conscience comes into it and say, okay, well, yeah, I stuffed up and you stood by me and you helped me point me in the right direction. You reckon? Do you, do you, do you put that all down to the club? You know, like do you reckon the club's the one that's especially a character around? like Craig Bellamy and yeah. people like Frank Panisi. That's behind a lot. That's I mean, for one mistake, you're paying four hundred grand. Oh, there's been a few more. Yeah. Well, I, look, I, I I do agree with you to a certain extent, but the game is brutal, right? And these are young men living their young lives, and they do make mistakes. Mm. But at the end, mm. I, I'm 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 with the missile here. I'm like, well, what does that loyalty cost? And yeah. I think he showed last night that he is almost up there with the best players in the game. Um, you know, I think he's worth 1.1 plus minimum. Well, well, Jerome Hughes doesn't really care about how much people have been paid because he's been paid very well and it's fair enough too about <laughs> what he's become. But he also had a, a word to say about Cam Munster's future last night. We're in his ear, but, um, you know, he's got to do what he's got to do. It's it's his decision. You know, us as a, as a playing group and as a club, we want him to stay, obviously. But, um, yeah, we're not going to... I'll be putting a little bit of pressure on him, but I'm not going to be... You know, putting too much pressure on him. He's got to do what he's got to do, and um, he's still got two more years. He's got this year and next year, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm in his ear a lot. But like I said, it's—he's got a young family. He's got to do what he's got to do for him. What's best for himself. But it, I want him here. Isn't it weird how Ford thinking it is now with contracts? Yeah, Jerkin Jerome Hughes was in his ear before he signed his big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Once you sign it, then you get this. Yeah. Come on, mate. Do it for the team. Yeah. yeah. Where, where was that before when I signed his? I find the loyalty, the, the thing about players should be loyal to clubs, I find that hilarious because it doesn't work the other way. There's no such thing. If a player loses form towards the back end of their career, if Munster has six months where he's poor and he's 30 years of age and he's coming up to a contract yeah. renegotiation, Melbourne aren't going to say, oh, you've done so well over the past few years, so we'll offer you that million dollars anyway. But I reckon at the moment the loyalty factor comes into play, I reckon. For, for Cam? For Cam and for Melbourne, both ways. And not to the extent of what you said there, a $400,000 gap, but yeah. still it's, you know, I think he'd take unders how much. Well, it's up to him. It's up to mm. his lifestyle. But I think he'd take unders to stay in Melbourne – Look, a guy like him, is he really going to be suited to going up to Brisbane and every every Tom, he's Dick and Harry man, knows his name? Yeah. He's, and down he's here the as well. Now. He's uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd put this to you. I'd say not only is he going unders by 400K on his NRL contract, if he goes to Redcliffe Dolphins, he's the marquee signing, right? Any club sponsor, any third party is just going cha-ching, cha-ching. Mm. Every, everything is coming Munster's way. Mm. So as well as the 400 on the salary cap, I dare say it'd be another two, three, 400. Oh, I'm loving this from the missile. Yeah. He's, 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 he's worked it out. Well, he was Munster, when he got interviewed last night, was not happy with his management. I think I found his new manager over there. He's, he's already signed him up with 10 deals. Well, he's, he's not happy with Bra- Jim with <laughs> He's not happy with Brayton Astor already. Yeah. He just signed with him. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think it, there's no such thing as loyalty in the game anymore. And to, to jeopardise your future after the sport by taking that big of unders, 
It's just not worth it. And it won't only be the Redcliffe Dolphins lining up for Munster. So we've just seen a story come through this morning. The Knights have entered the race. Um, they've already talked about offering Kalen Ponga 1.3, which he's <laughs> unsure about. Believe that. If, you take, if you're offering Kalen Ponga 1.3, I'd shudder to think what Cameron Munster's worth. Yeah, He's worth correct. more than that. Correct. Yeah. Um, so, again, you, you, you start thinking about is, it, is the 750 – Bordering on disrespectful. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. And I think the Ponga thing works with loyalty the other way. I think the Knights want to keep him because he's got that loyal fan base that he is a Knights junior through mm. and through. And they love him in the town from what I hear. So they're willing to pay overs to keep him because he is sort of the you know yeah. the heart, heartbeat of the team. Um, but, but if South's, okay, you're not talking money here. You're just mm. talking player. Yeah. South, which one would you rather at your club? Munster or Ponga? Uh, right now, at the moment, I'll probably probably take Ponga, uh, Munster, Munster every day of the week, just because I love Cody Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if you say who's who's going to have more impact on your season and potentially take you to a premiership, mm. it's it's Munster, and he has done it. Yep, Ponga's never actually carried a team on his back to any major achievements. Mm. We know he can, and we've mm. seen the potential. But Munster's got the runs on the board. Uh, quick one on the Sharks before we get to a break. Can they win the comp this year? I think they can, yeah. They're, they're, you know, every season you get one team that's like a bandwagon team. Everybody jumps on the back of. It was Canberra one year, Cowboys another. It's Cronulla. Yeah. They're, they're my second team this year. I, I agree. I was watching that game last night, and for the majority, I don't think the 14 points or 16 points that they won by in the end was a reflection of the game. Nah. I, that had a had a sort of final intensity about it, which you hadn't seen all year. The Sharks, I think, completion rates was 28 out of 30. They didn't make their first mistake or, or, or dropping of the ball in the ruck until I think about the 65th minute. So they basically yeah. played, and that's what it takes to even get close to Melbourne. Yep. The way that Melbourne play is they've got this intensity that they'll match it with you at your best, and then as soon as you fade away, Melbourne will just kick into another gear. Yeah, uh, They highlighted that with the way that they've been training. But I, I think Cronulla's a definite... The definite top eight, but a good chance to be in the top four. So last year's top four was Penrith, Melbourne, Manly, Souths. Who are you kicking out? Manly. I'm kicking out Manly. both Manly and Souths at this stage. Oh, Sorry, mate. I'm detrimental to my own cause here yeah, as well. Yeah. We'll talk about Manly shortly. So you're yeah. putting in sharks and I'm roosters. putting in sharks and I don't know. I'm putting a question mark. Isn't that good to know, though? Because what was frustrating about last year, it was sort of two to three teams and the rest, wasn't it, really? Yeah. You know, we probably keep forgetting about Parramatta as well. They've been quite impressive. Parramatta and Roosters, I reckon, are closer than Manly and South to that fourth spot. Yeah. Assuming that Barring barring the game where um, South towed up the Roosters Roosters again. Yeah. Yeah. But that Roosters had, it was a outlier of a year with all their injuries so we'll find out more this afternoon when they play the Warriors well, but it'll be a good yardstick but I yeah. did hear um, the coach what's the coach Robinson of the Roosters he basically said that you know there's three teams that they're looking up to he didn't mention mm. the three teams but you could pick who they are that he thinks mm. are genuine uh, t- absolutely yep. uh, Sharks next week they've got a short turnaround they've got a few injury worries as well uh, they take on Manly at Shark Park next Thursday night. And uh, as for the Storm, they've got a longer break. They take on the Warriors in their traditional Anzac Day clash. We're back in a moment. We're going to go head-to-head here. I'm going to be like Judge Judy in the middle here between the Dogs fan and the South fan. We'll talk about that one from the other day. Back in a moment. I reckon there's another five for South coming up. 
Short side, Ilias gets it away to Campbell Graham. Backfield, he looks for support. He finds Taft. Oh, it's Cook. Cook goes for two. Oh, he's out of the field day. It was Damien Cook. They go left. Oh, Cook. Damien Cook. Damien Cook, the hat-trick. Well, have a listen to this. Don't they love it? Damien Cook went left. Cody Walker was right. And Cookie goes, I'm going to get myself three Easter eggs for Easter. That was a beauty. Tass the youngster, Tass dives, dives and scores, the debutant, his first game in the National Rugby League, and young Isaiah Tass punctuates the game in style, well done young man. Did you listen to those highlights? And South did a complete number on the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, on was Friday. It, was it to nil? <laughs> we didn't play one Bulldogs highlight that whole time. Wow. Pat, you a South fan, are you? Yeah, but I'm a oh. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> well said, well said. <laughs> so South over the Bulldogs uh, at Acourt, nearly said ANZ, Acourt Stadium on Friday afternoon. It mm. was. It was a day match. Um, firstly, Sock, South fan. Happy with that? Well, we, I mean, we could have done the highlights there for you. The miss all the first 15 minutes. What, what did we miss? <laughs> One try. Wanigan looked on. Um, but I do have to admit, the doggies came out and looked really good in that first sort of 15 to 20, um, you know, matched it with the Bunnies and if not, looked the better side. They certainly looked a bit lethargic and out of sorts. But we were talking about it in the on in the, in the break there, Missile, that you thought the, the sin bidding was probably the turning point. Yeah, look, I'm just going to have a quick little monologue here because this has been simmering. This has been simmering for three days. I could barely three days. Sleep. What two seasons with yeah. the dogs? Soccer. I reckon you've got enough time to go and get your. Car. <laughs> no, look. I think the Good Friday clash, and for those people that aren't Bulldogs or South fans, this this has been an ongoing rivalry probably since the 14 Grand Final. A mm. um, couple of huge matches on Good Friday. Keep in mind, we've got the the wooden spooners from last year playing the grand finalists from last year. So on paper, it shouldn't be that competitive. Yet, you still get 30,000 people turn up on Mm. a good Friday to watch this game. So it's it's one of the centerpieces for the NRL. You throw it in there with Anzac Day and it's a finals-like game. Now, we've got 30,000 people. We've got who knows how many tuning in on TV and the Bulldogs turn up to play, and we've got a great contest on our hands. For the first time in probably half a decade, we've got a big, fr- a big Good Friday match. Those 30,000 people did not turn up to watch Jared Sutton, but someone <laughs> forgot to tell him that. <laughs> Ten minutes in the sin bin in today's game is a huge penalty, and what he did in blowing that 10 minutes in the sin bin, he, he essentially ended the contest there and then for the 30,000 people watching live and for the people watching at home. South score 18 unanswered points and the game, may as they, they may as well blow the full-time siren then. Now, here's an example of how this impacts the game, not just as a Bulldogs fan. So I've got my boys chat, right? Uh, Everyone's got their boys chat. Uh, yep. And I'm messaging towards the, towards the, uh, just after halftime messaging the boys chat about other calls that were happening in the game. Everyone said the same thing. Stop, I've stopped watching. I, I turned it off after South ran in all those tries because the, you know, the game's as good as over. Yeah. How many people did the same thing? And I just, I'm not saying the Bulldogs would have won because I believe South still would have won the game. They, they, are, they are and they were yesterday the better team. But to end a contest with a 10 in the bin, which, is, which was such a harsh call, just ruined a, a good day of football. You look at the ruck infringements, it was 7-1. 
seven given away by the dogs. It was only yeah. uh, two or well, nine, eight penalties conceded. So South gave away some penalties, but the the ruck infringements were the ones that really hurt the dogs as well as that ten in the bin. Trent Barrett was asked about the officiating after the game. The coaches here. I think Justin Holbrook and, and Todd Payne have both mentioned this year. They think a lot of calls go against those lower teams. Yeah. Do you worry you're in the same boat? Yeah, I'll have it on record that you said that. <laughs> There's nothing I can say, but it, look, we, we're certainly not getting them at the moment. There will be a day, hopefully, um, when we're, we're going well and we, and we are getting those calls. But there's still some things in there that we could have helped ourselves with. So I'm not going to use that as an excuse. A um, couple of tries there that just shouldn't be scored, you know, and, and we've got to stop them. You stop them, you're still in the hunt, and regardless of the things that went, went, went against us. But, you know, we need to put together our first 20 minutes, you know, for another 20 and get in at half time and then do it again and again. So that's our improve. Um, yeah. Played it smart, mm. Trent Barrett, not to publicly. Or privately, you don't know exactly what goes on, but there, mm. there could be the possibility of some dialogue through the week. But I get the feeling watching games, Sock, that it's the teams that have the reputation of being good. There's a subconscious thought, and this is not pointing towards referees, but there's it from neutral viewers as well that there's a team that wins the ruck and there's a team that doesn't win the ruck. Mm. And more often than not, the team that doesn't win the ruck going in is the team that's lower on the ladder. Now, that's just because the game is based on who wins the ruck. Yeah, I I think it's hard. And it's particularly, I think it can be hard at times when referees, uh, um, you know, when the, say you had the uh, Manly game last night, you've got 10,000 there who are, you know, staunch Manly supporters and you're getting that call every five minutes or that noise in the back of your head, there's a forward pass Mm. or they're down or that's that. And it can build up in referees. That's like the to, beauty of the sport. That's right. And you'd yeah. like to yeah. think that that most referees would can stand above it. But I think the word used in their subconscious is is the right one being used. And generally, that does tend to lend itself to the teams that are higher on the table. So I do agree with the sentiment. How you go back and graph that and show that over a period of time is is probably the concern. But if the big coaches are coming out and saying the independent. Um, spectators on the sport like yourself will call yourself independent <laughs> even though you're a Bulldogs fan because I didn't think there was anything wrong Jared Sutton certainly didn't take away any of the doggies arms because they weren't using him for about six minutes there after the 30 minute mark <laughs> particularly when Cookie had the ball in his hands for a hat trick but um, I do agree with the sentiment yeah it's and it's impossible to define it's impossible to say this is the reason but you look at Melbourne Storm over the journey mm. and the way that they played the the ability for Cameron Smith, firstly, to grey the rules, and mm. then secondly, the amount of times that they hold on, hold on, hold on, mm. and then the ref says movement, and just before he's about to lose his patience, they get off. Well, I, I, it, it can't be a fluke. I think the best example I've heard was they never blow as many penalties in origin for ruck infringement, hmm. six against, penalties, all of it. And I heard Graham Ennisley say that's because the best players – don't make the same mistakes that the lesser ones do. So if you've got that, if you've got that in the back of your head, all right. Already, well, the, yeah. the good the good players aren't giving away penalties. Yeah. They're, they're not doing those niggly things. How how can you tell me when you go into a game where you've got a, a top a top side and a and a bottom feeder that you're not going in there thinking, well, this top side isn't going to be making as many as infringements mm. as this bottom side. Mm. And as a bottom side, how do you get out of that cycle? And it's something I heard Phil Gould. Uh, talk about on on that late night show he does on Channel 9. He said, when I came to the Bulldogs, 
I spoke to them and I said, we're not going to be getting these calls because of where we are and, and the perception of, of us as, as a club, where we are right now. What we've got to do is turn that perception around so some of those calls start going our way. Yeah. And as a Bulldogs fan, all you can sit there and look at and think is, all right, well, if we beat a bunch of those other clubs that are bottom eight, bottom four, and the the public, the supporters, and also as a result of that, the referees start thinking, right, the Bulldogs are a pretty decent team, then that subconscious starts to change. Uh, next 2027, w- that'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we're when, lucky. When Cameron Munster's there <laughs> on $8.3 million a year. Uh, you take on next Friday night uh, the Broncos in the Mud Cup up there. Yeah. So there's your chance, Jack. There'll be penalties. <laughs> there will be 150 penalties blown there. Yeah. <laughs> confident this? in that? Or you reckon there could be a downer oh, off look, the back of... Am I, am I confident in any game? Um, <laughs> it, it is an important game because, like I said, if, if we're going to turn things around. We've got to beat those clubs that are around us on the ladder, and, yeah. and Brisbane are one of them. Uh, and Sock, you've got the bye next... Sorry, you've got the West Tigers next... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a week off. Yeah. <laughs> See the boys Careful in around though. Coogee Friday they, they night. When they play one. Saturday, they'll be out Friday night. They will win one soon. The, everyone's saying that West Tigers won't win one until round 11. They've, they've they'll win a, one before then. They've been a bit of a bogey team for us. Like, they've certainly not been easy beats. I remember last year we had that uh, George Burgess try. Was it George? Mm. Tom Burgess try which was under the post oh, yeah. in that thriller and, runs the length. and runs the length yep. and nearly and should have scored and it was a 50-50 there the game before I think we were up 20-0 in that season and they came back and we only pipped them by two so the Tigers mm. I think their game stacks up pretty well uh, against the Bunnies. This is Crunch Time brought to you by the Isuzu uh, D-Max it's born to live after the break we're going to have a chat about the Manly game. They take care of the Titans, but only just uh, want your thoughts on everything NRL this weekend, this Big Easter weekend, 0457 736 736. Tweet us at at 1170SEN or the call line is 1300 01 1170. Beaten the Titans 26 points to 18. 4 0, 4 in a row for Manly. Two in a row, I think it is, without Tommy T. After a tight win over the Gold Coast Titans last night, absolutely smoked them in the first half, James Magnuson and Stephen O'Keefe. But uh, Gold Coast woke up. Yeah, sweet Pat. So you play the Titans tries. <laughs> so clearly that game wasn't a nil. It's just it's just the Bulldogs you hate. All right, I know I know where I stand. Professional first, I heard it, and I believe it. I believe it. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, Manly very good in the first half. Uh, completion's good. They do have a problem um, in the sense that, geez, they give away some repeat sets and against the better sides we were talking before about the ruck and they haven't sorted out their ruck and and giving away stupid six agains and penalties and the like a few off the line last night they were a bit quick off the line but for inside the 10 but um so i think they're going to have an issue still in trying to Manly's big issue last year was against Penrith, against Melbourne, the the flat track bullies and again i think last night watching it 
You know, that's their sixth out of seventh win with Turbo, second this season. So they're showing that they can be a team. Yeah. Ruben Garrick looked pretty good under the high ball. Yeah. Um, he had one leg for the last 10 minutes. Yeah. And, they, and there was, everyone seemed to be going down with cramp and injury, wasn't it? So, look, I, I agree. And that second half performance showed me why that they're still, I think, a good top eight team. Um, you know, they, they got into the four on the back end of some consistent performances. And this is the team that's won four in a row. But I always look at them at the benchmark of a Melbourne who would just put you away you know, they were well ahead in that first half, and all, it was almost faultless football. It was, um, you know, Cherry Evans, again, his kicking game, four and stepped up. Ola Kawatu was amazing, I think, and playing his, you know, his best footy of his career at the moment. But, um, you know, that second half, you would have been disappointed as, as fans of both teams, I think, with the way that Manly came out in the second half and the way the Titans look. If they just strung together some consistent footy that had enough there to get over the line, I think the tries at the end were similar, weren't they? They score four. four yeah, it was kicking again. Four, yeah, it was yeah, kicking. kicking, yeah. I think it was two from five, I think, um, the Titans Sexton hit the post twice. Uh, and he would have been one or two from five, which I think cost them. I don't know if this is a fact. Proxy might know a bit more about teams investing in kicking coaches. I reckon there's... Do you know Brooksy, Brooksy the expert? Well, I was a former <laughs> kicking coach myself. Uh, I was waiting for this moment, and it has come 49 minutes into the show. But you're a stats guy. You're a stats guy. There are so many points left out there by bad kicking for goal and also yeah. kicking in general play. But the big one for me is we saw it with Adam Reynolds on, what was it, Friday night? Thursday night. What night was it? I don't know. He had a, a, um, a dropout, and he just burned it across the turf at a million miles an hour for the sideline and got himself, got his team the ball back. And we saw, was it Munster last night? Yeah, Munster. It did the same? Yeah, It yeah. wasn't quite, he, he just kicked more off for the, position. Yeah, off the kickoff, but you saw him aiming for it. Like it was mm. a deliberate kick. It's definitely underutilised. We saw a couple of teams start doing short dropouts, which were yeah, pretty successful. doing that. Yeah, they yeah. were one one from two. I so reckon you more luck in kicking the living, you know what, out of the ball, mm. just above the ground and going for the touchline. Because no, like you... It's a miracle if you catch that ball. It does. Mm. It seems like a lot of 50-50s out there um, competing against the sideline. But I agree with, again, that it is a game that needs to be explored because you look at some of the kicking, the, the goal kickers going around. I think Nico Hines averaging 60%. Yeah. Um, Walker from the Roosters, I don't think, is having, you know, he's almost fist-punching yeah. every time he gets one over. Isn't he? He's that excited. <laughs> he's a young team footballer, but... Um, you know, the good teams, Pappenhausen last night, doesn't take the kickoffs because Munster's got the those freaky torps off the off the kickoff, but he, he's shooting like as good as a die. It's making a big difference. For me, I can liken it to both your respective sports. Sock, for you, it's like having a fielding coach because mm. the, the amount of runs that you can save and the amount of game-defining moments can be twisted and turns in swimming. Like, okay, everyone thinks that it's the actual swimming that does all the things, but it's the, yeah. the little technical details that can prove a big, big difference in big, big moments. Yeah, it's just it's just an, an extra skill set, and it should be. Like, you, you think if this was NFL, you've got a specialist kicker in each team, right? Is it just the, the pay packet, like the difference in professionalism, or are we just not exploring that enough? But I, I know a couple of teams are employing um, Daryl Halligan, after he retired, oh, wasn't he? Just yeah, fantastic. I don't know. I don't know if 
I have to ask, but I'm not sure if Hazem's working with the dogs. You'd think that'd Joey just Johns be... Joey Johns does a bit, I know. Because yeah. you see some of the guys will, will load up and they've got this swaying sort of motion, and you can tell that's not something that comes natural. That's something a nah. coach has yeah. taught him. But how much of it is just volume? How much of it... Like, you watch Ruben Garrick, he's got this process which seems to go on for about three or four minutes before he kicks, but it's deliberate focus. You imagine these guys, he's probably sprinted 100 metres and then he's got to sit up from the sideline mm, and kick yeah. a match-winning goal. There's a lot yeah. that goes into it. Um, in the way that they could train. But, you know, you can point the good kickers out, you know, because they stick out. You know, they're hitting from the sidelines. And people now are really monitoring those facts. What are their rates from the sidelines, different positions um, kicking? And, you know, the, the teams that aren't kicking well aren't doing well. Just on Manly, when is Schuster back in the lineup? Not sure. Schuster. I don't know where he's been. Yeah, I didn't think, oh, it, was, injured, but... I didn't think it was that long of a layoff mm. that he was going to have. But they're, they're missing... I can't put my finger on it exactly, but Manly's missing something. They haven't got the strongest centre pairing or, you know, I think Jake is more of a ball-paying lock. He doesn't sort of punch holes. So you've got uh, Ola Kawatu that does, but there's just a few strike players missing from Manly that always stops me from saying they can go that one step further to being a premiership threat. And it's it's hard to put your finger on, um, but... I think I, you might have just there. With, you know, yeah, you think when Schuster comes back, I think he'll add that bit of depth and size, a bit of yeah. A, well, a next week maybe. Player. Next week he might right. be, and I okay. reckon Tommy will get back before the round nine ten advertisement. The staff down there, Manly, do a, a great job. They got Carl Lawton back from a, an Achilles rupture in five months, so yeah, right. hopefully they can get Tommy back before time with the uh, the knee, but going okay. Um, quick one on the Titans. Matty Russell tweeted this last night. Now we know. Gold Coast, when you go there, it's very hard to be consistent as a human being because you just get lost <laughs> in the place. And unfortunately, the footy team uh, kind of mirrors the lifestyle choices that you can make on that beautiful stretch of sand up there. So far this season, the Titans, and this is Matty Russell last night, have conceded 24 unanswered points against Canberra, 20 unanswered mm-hmm. points against Para, 18 unanswered points v Manly, and lost every game by single figures. Weird team. Yeah. They're just a club, but as a punter, you steer so far clear of the Titans. They're oh, yeah. so hard. Yep. Um, but again, whenever I look at the Titans, I just think, okay, if you're paying David Fafita $1.2 million to play in the second row, what does your salary cap look like? It's a mess. Yeah, a mess. And I think it shows on the field. I wouldn't swap him for Olakuatu on even money. No, I think Olakuatu is amazing. He's got yeah. all the skills. Once the ball looks for it, he's a gun. Yeah, poor old Gold Coast Titans. Uh, a few things to work out. Uh, the Seagulls have a short turnaround. They take on uh, Cronulla on Thursday night. As mentioned, uh, we're off to a quick break. We're going to be back with our second hour. I'm looking forward to this. Apparently, we're going to cross the Brian Fletcher at the SCG or wherever <laughs> he He might be at the Hellfire Club, actually. They might have opened up just for <laughs> a time take from 20 years ago. He's at the 20-year reunion. <laughs> Fletch, we'll be back with our second hour of crunch time. Thanks to the Isuzu D-Max. It's born to live. See you on the other side of this. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, second hour. Brian Fletcher on the way. We're just watching a bit of UFC in the uh, SEN Towers here. Uh, James Magnuson, big UFC fan. Um, someone's been kicked in the cruets. <laughs> is that a move? That, is it? Yeah. You know, we're just watching this. Now, the secret when you're betting on UFC, if the name ends in EV, yeah. you bet on them. He's from Dagestan. Yeah, the Dagestanis. They're absolute weapons. They're mad. They're yeah. mad. Soki, if you ever end up in southern Russia, 
Just be on your best behaviour, all right? <laughs> just hit the manly stain. I'll just go, how do you spell that again? <laughs> oh, I'm going to have my beer over here. Yeah. <laughs> they, are, uh, they are full-on dudes, aren't they, those boys? So, um, yeah, welcome back to the show. We'll uh, cross shortly to uh, Brian Flesher. I think he's at the SCG, perhaps. Uh, you're with Adam Peacock, James Magnuson and Stephen O'Keefe for a crunch time. Thanks to Izuzu. The Izuzu D-Max is born to live. You can join the show anytime. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or text 0457-736-736. Our listeners, SEN 1170 in Sydney, 1620 on the Gold Coast and SENQ in Queensland on DAB Plus and listeners on the app, of course, the podcast. Download the SEN app and listen to Crunch Time anytime, anywhere. And, um, gents, tomorrow we've got the West Tigers taking on Para. Surely this isn't the one for the Tigers, is it? <laughs> it's an interesting one. So midweek, Joel Kane said that if the Eels rack up 50 points, he'll wear an Eels jersey and run a half marathon. I reckon he could be in danger just quietly. Have you heard about what Joel Kane did marathon. yesterday, by the way? No. Cardinal sin. Right. Sorry, we're getting off topic here. No. It was his go for his mate's punters club. Right. So he's had a go. He said he was going to back a short price one. I think it was Fireburn, which was a, like a dollar mm, thirty pop. Yeah. He's going to have his investment on that to load up the kitty to be able to have a quaddy later, have more of a percentage of the quaddy. Fireburn's got beaten by She's Extreme. Yes. So there goes the punters club money. Right. Yeah. He ended up yeah. getting a personal quaddy. He got the quaddy for himself. Mm. That is, and it disgusting. paid five figures. Yeah, and yeah, there's, that's no, that's no right for him to ever be yeah. doing that sort of thing. It's ordinary, but does that get you kicked out of a punters club? I think so. Well, at a least suspension? when you go on your punters club trip, there'd be some sort of punishment, I'd imagine. Yeah, well, he's turning so, up in a, you know, flying at the front of the plane and yeah. turning up with a nice. Stretch Hummer on yeah. the way to the yeah. airport. Thanks <laughs> to his own quaddies. He's been laying his bets off to just match his own quaddies up with the punters clubs. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty arbitrage. He's been arbitraging through all his I punters think, clubs. I think for a, I would suggest a 12 hour period. Text us on the text line 0457 736 736. What should the punishment be for Joel Kane, who's hopefully listening, driving around the Shire right now with his windows down and feeling good about life with his son he's on after getting the quaddy at Randwick yesterday? Apologies, Joel, if you didn't tell Mrs. Kane that you got it and she's listening in the radio as well. <laughs> Tipped you in it, but uh, oh, good luck to you. Well done. Um, there's a good scene. I know it's not rugby league. There's a very, really good scene at the moment over in New Zealand. Uh, the Wellington Phoenix have been away for three years. They've played a a couple wow. of games last year when the borders opened briefly, but they finally get to play an A-League game at home this season. I reckon there's 25,000 there, and this is going to be a similar scene for the Warriors. Do we know if the Warriors are going to get to go home and play a game yeah, anytime they, soon? Yeah, they put, they put a date on it. I think it they was locked one in for yeah, the Tigers game. June, around the same time as they're doing the international um, between Australia and New... Uh, sorry, Tonga and New Zealand. Brooks is telling me that... July 3 against, guess who, the West Tigers who can't take a three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the poor old oh, Tigers. That's the way it goes. It's pretty cool. Um, and well done to the Knicks. And, like, because these teams basically have kept these, the breakers in the basketball. Um, I know the Super Rugby have been able to get through things, but it seems have basically kept these competitions going. Otherwise, there's oh, all huge, kinds of monetary fights. And you remember last year when the Storm actually went into the Warriors' change room and had the captain and the coach that actually went in at the end of the game when they sort of... Yeah. You know, dusted them by 30 points and just thank them for keeping the competition and saying, look, we know mm. the sacrifices that you're making. Because it's not only, it's on field, it's family, it's away. We had it briefly with the Big Bash for about four weeks where you're in lockdown in a bubble situation. And a lot of people with families, you know, you, you can't underestimate the sacrifice they make. So good on them. Go the Phoenix. 
Later this afternoon, uh, the game on SEN that you'll hear, Jimmy Smith with a call with uh, Spud Carroll and also Tim Manor. Um, Knights, Dragons, Anthony Griffin, Adam O'Brien. Who's under the pump more? Oh, Anthony Griffin, definitely. I mm. think the Knights have shown enough to, to for us to know that they're an improving team um, and they've got the makings of, of a top eight side towards the bottom of the top eight, no doubt. But from what we saw, they beat the Roosters earlier in the year, a few good performances. Anthony Griffin's won from his last 13. Um, and just he, he seems like he's willing to go out on his shield with this call on um, Tyrell Sloan and uh, Junior It's Amone. not going well, is it? No. You know, when they're lacking a bit of dynamic play around the halves. Same yeah. for you? Griffin yeah, or I mean, O'Brien? yeah. I, I was always looking at this. For, I mean, I'm like, how many are we going to lose in the first half of this season? How many was it last year in the first 12 rounds? Coaches. Some, yeah, coaches. It's uh, the Cronulla Sharks coach. Yep. Go down. It seemed like uh, pressure on Walters, even though he didn't get the flick. So it might have been maybe just the one, was it? Was it one or two? Yeah, I, I can't remember. But I, yeah. I don't reckon Griffin's under the pump because he actually resigned an extension just before the start of the season. Yeah. O'Brien, he's probably blending in now with the new coaching staff around him. So, but how long do those extensions last for? You know, you could sign yeah. them till you could sign four year deals, but if you you, know, you go Owen <laughs> six over yeah. the next month. <laughs> Yeah, you're in strife. Let's go back in time now. 20 years. Grand final reunion today for the Roosters, who beat the Warriors 30-8 to back in 2002. Combining with Jones after CU2, you get up and up, Jenny. Here's Jones in his face. Jones is inside the 10. Jones scores. New Zealand are level. New Zealand are level. This wonderful halfback, Stacey Jones. With the head bandage on now. There's Joe. Oh, Philip Sandy! 40 20 here, Ray. Beautiful kick. Yeah, this might be the match turner. Crocker again. Trippler goes from the left side. Works over to the right side. Here's Craig Wigan! Craig! Craig Wigan's in to score! Well, Brad Fitler knew that it was time to stand tall. Puts the arm up and he goes over! Fletcher scores! Now it's one-way traffic! The Roosters are now dominating the Warriors! Well, perhaps Billy Idol could have been <laughs> after the pre-match entertainment. I did like that music, Pat, and uh, once again, good of you to put in a try from the losers, unlike the Bulldogs earlier on in the show <laughs> for James Magnuson. Uh, we're going to cross now. I think he's at the SCG. I made mention that he might be at the Hellfire Club or some other establishment in Sydney. I'm not sure if he's made it to the ground right now. Brian Fletcher, starring role in that Roosters win 20 years ago, joins us right now. Fletch, how and where are you? G'day, uh, gentlemen. Yes, so we're at the SCG. Oh, good. Um, I'm in the hallway. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, we've just we just had lunch, and we're just about to parade around the field. You know, like those old people in the old days. Unfortunately, that's us now. We're the old uh, the old fellas. How, how many people have sunglasses on? Oh well, yeah. It was a big night. It was a big night. We so what we did, we came and watched the captains' run, which was the last training session for the first grade side. Then we all had lunch, and handed our corresponding jumpers in the grand final to the current team, which was good. And then we went to the Bellevue Hotel and just drank and danced like school kids. It was a brilliant <laughs> night, and I, I uh, left about midnight. 
I was thinking going to double bay, but then I realised my two daughters might be out. <laughs> <laughs> no way I'm going to run into, run into <laughs> Gold. Fletch James here, mate. I've got multiple spies around Sydney, and they said yeah. that the Roosters team was spotted at Bedouin in uh, in double bay. So not you? Well, no, that was the younger fellas. When you want to say younger <laughs> fellas, that's the, that's the Minicellos, the Wings, uh, Hodjo, Hegarty. So... Fitzgibbon, was I he there? Felt, nah, Fitzy wasn't there. He, wasn't. <laughs> he, wished, he wished he was there. But the boys got the big. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been there, but they tell me it's a, it's a bit like a Vegas feel in the sense that you've got to come in and uh, you've got to buy the big bottle of vodka, and that's what happened. Yeah, you and do. Wingy, Wingy's a tight ass, so <laughs> he, he got the calculator out and was measuring how much he drank <laughs> and then was subtracting that from the bill. That's, uh, that is gospel. Mate, I heard uh, big Adrian Morley. Did he make the effort? Did he fly in from England? And I'm sure he would have brought uh, a bit of a vibe to the group, did he? He did, yeah. <laughs> he, popped, so he, he, he popped over Good Friday. In economy, mind you, so we've all blown up. Except you can't. You, so Moz is going back business tomorrow, so someone at uh, Qantas or where he's flying has, has managed to stump up the business. Um, got, he's got an upgrade, but Moz is... Moz leaves tomorrow morning, so it is, it's a 72-hour hit and run. Wow. I don't, he, hasn't slept, he hasn't slept yet. Still got Impressive. it. He's still got it. I reckon Uncle Nick's chipped in for that uh, <laughs> yes. pointy, pointy end ride home. Um, Fletch, just looking at that grand final, not that you're really talking about that grand final, you're just celebrating the fact that you won the thing. Um, can you take us through why you started the game on the bench despite having the 11 on your back? And, and, and who put that message to you, if you can recall that conversation with, say, Ricky Stewart or whoever it was? No, so I'd come back from injury um, round 25, the yep. last round against Cronulla. And I came off the bench because I had tore my hemi. So Sticky said, well, we'll just get it, um, we'll get it right. And then we kept winning and he just stuck with the same thing. So I, I knew, so I played, except the, sorry, except the Newcastle semi-final. I'd started then, but grand final. Yeah, so I knew, I knew it was coming. Um because Mozza replaced me in the back row on that starting side. He did. It was a mongrel of a four-pack that started the game, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and just one on the on the reunion, uh, Richard Villasanti hasn't gone and <laughs> tried to do what he did 20 years ago to Brad Fittler uh, across the weekend, mm-hmm. has he? No, he didn't turn up. But oh, look, that was one of those things. He was just trying to motivate his team, and he's, it obviously backfired because... <laughs> like, he'd get 10 weeks now for that when you, oh, when you, you think what, about you? it. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, it, it sparked everyone up, everyone in the forwards. But I'll tell you, it sparked Freddie up more than anything. Because um, after that, he laid on those two, three tries. And he mm. kicked the 40-20 before that. But, yeah, you know, that, that's that old saying, you know, don't poke the bear. And he poked Moz's bear. And Moz caved his head in. Freddie also was very, you know, was, I suppose, uh, motivated by what happened to him. We heard during the week that Freddie was was off the drink, but you were putting pressure on Deluxe to get him to get him yeah. back off the wagon this weekend. How'd he go? Yeah, we had a couple of beers yesterday. He had to work today, but he's just rocked in now with a beer in hand. So I will be giving you updates. It's I like seeing. I call it. Um, I like seeing Mount Druid Freddie. So that's, <laughs> that's the old, that's the old yeah. Freddie. No all stories. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's the best. Believe them all. I don't know how to get it. Ingleside yeah. Freddie yeah. goes and 
Mount Dr- Freddy comes back. <laughs> Mate, do you want to run us through? We've, we've only got a couple of minutes. But can you run us through your 75th minute try to seal the match? I mean, obviously it was uh, it was hanging in the balance there at 24-8 with 10 minutes to go, and uh, you got over the line, mate. What, what was it? I did, yeah, 28 to 1. So some of my friends had put some money on it. So. <laughs> 28 to 1, you'll find. I was 28 to 1 last try score. I, I, and um, I think you could see by the celebrations which people – <laughs> Basically, the whole the whole side just jumped on. Even our um, even our support staff jumped on. Like there was physio out there, there was doctors. <laughs> hey, allegedly, allegedly, boys. Allegedly. allegedly yeah. Last one before we let you go, Fletch. At this stage, and there's still a bit to go with the reunion. But as you sit there right now, or stand there right now in that hallway at the SCG, who is who would win the Clive Churchill Medal for their performance this weekend? Oh, so far, so far, I'd have to give it to Moza. Yep. I'd have to give it to Moza, and I um, and Moza, Peter Cusack, and at the moment, Anthony Minicello. Here's my three, two, one. There you go. So <laughs> uh, you're being called. You're being uh, annoyed to yeah, yeah, go yeah, on to the next one. I do. Thanks, Fletch. Have a good one. Good on you, boys. See you, mate. See you, I'll be listening. I'll be listening. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he'll have the AirPods on and on that lap of honour as they um, go. Right. He didn't get it right, Fletch, actually, on the big, the nice photo they had before they started on the big weekend, those 2002 Roosters. He actually sat, ne- sat next to Craig Wing. That's not the guy you want to sit next to in a photo. No, he's <laughs> the most glamorous-looking football that's ever existed, yeah, isn't, isn't he? he? Mark yes. Bosnich had a theory. He called it the, the, the Peter Beardsley effect. Mm. So Peter Beardsley, who was a wonderful, wonderful footballer, played for Liverpool, Newcastle, England, all that. But he looked a bit like Quasimodo. So <laughs> Bozzer always nicely. used to say, always in the photo, always stand next to the ugly bloke or the ugliest bloke. So everyone's just lining up to sit next to you and you know that you're the ugly guy. <laughs> a lot of guys wanting to. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, Fletch didn't quite get that right. Um, Brooksy, bit of team news. Um, that Roosters lineup, the 1 to 17, is not quite the 1 to 17, is it, with the numbers that are going to wow. trot out there this afternoon? No, so Powerball. Paul Momorowski <laughs> is out, which means Kevin Aguama moves into the centres. Kevin. With- Joseph right. Sawali making his season debut on yep. the wing in jersey number 23. The Sting. Yep. He's always wearing jersey number 23. You know, mm. he's on the extended bench and then's brought in. Maybe he likes the number. He, I think Michael that Jordan. might be something yeah. to do with, isn't there a gambling advertisement on the Roosters jersey and he doesn't want to wear it? Is it something and to do age as well. I think, was there something about an so age? Maybe uh, something yeah, about potentially. that. Potentially. I'm not entirely. Pat might have something here. He made his debut when he was 17, so he might have yeah. not been able to yeah. Yeah. wear that. But uh, yeah, anyway, carry on. Uh, there's a bit of a change in the hooking role. So with Connor Watson out, and Sam Verrills was named to start was, during yeah. the What's happened? during the He's week. The Drew bench. Hutchison is going to start in jersey okay. number 24. Yeah. At hooker with Sam Verrills going to the bench, and uh, Daniel Saluka for feeder will come onto the interchange bench. Uh, so, yeah, basically, Suwali and Verrill's in, Watson and Momorowski out for the Warriors. They lost Matt Lodge, so Aaron Penne, they're signing from the Storm, will get a start. And on also, Dallin Wateni-Zelezniak, who I think broke his hand early on in the season, comes onto the wing. Aaron Penne, is he best al dente? <laughs> He's very good with Rocco Berry. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Who is on the extended. I was amazed that Fletch had the ability to talk as well as he did there. 
Yeah, it must have been too bad of a night. He sounds like he's at least had some sleep. He's wrapped it up at twelve. Jeez, you know that's you're a old, good effort, aren't you? And, and then like, why are you wrapping that up at twelve? That's something where no, you're surely just pushing through. The vital, vital statement he made there, and I've got these years quickly approaching me. Is I don't want to go out in case I run into my kids. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, that would be tormenting, wouldn't it? That'd yeah. be weird. Yeah, that'd be real weird. Uh, off to a quick break on crunch time. Back in a moment. <laughs> Follow Crunch Time on Dabble. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. It's time now for a Dabble update. Joining me now is Josh from Dabble. Now, Josh, uh, to start things off, happy Easter, by the way. For those who don't know, what is Dabble? Yeah, happy Easter to you as well. Yeah, Dabble, so is social media meets betting. So instead of jumping on Instagram and seeing people's photos of food, what you're seeing is your mate's tips. Expert tips so you can follow them and then just simply copy their bets. Or you can jump into banter channels, have a chat with other punters. You might discover something new like Darren D, who hit a massive eight leg rating multi, paying a 1489 to one. So, I mean, there's some awesome stuff on there and it's super simple to use. Excellent. Now, uh, Josh, apparently started the week really strongly. Um, we've got the crunch time multi happening at the moment. How's that looking? Yeah, that's right. So you had a nice same-game multi that paid $5.50. Today, we're going the Warriors plus 15 and a half over the Roosters and the Knights to beat the Dragons. What do you like there, Adam? Oh, I wouldn't be touching that Knights and Dragons one, but I don't mind that Warriors uh, Warriors line against the, the Roosters. That's not a bad option. I think the uh, the fact that they're having that reunion as well, the Roosters, might put them off on the sideline because some of those old boys are worse for wear right now. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Well, the best way to copy that, that Adam, you just download the app like 100,000 other dabblers and you copy it from the Crunch Time NRL team. Go on, have a dabble, dabble socially and gamble responsibly. Thanks, Josh. Enjoying Crunch Time banter? Check out Dabble banter channels and copy Crunch Time bets. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to Crunch Time with Adam Peacock, uh, James Magnuson and Stephen O'Keefe, who's just loaded up on the lollies downstairs. So uh, looking forward to sharing those. You've gone for another run, haven't you, in the ad break? Yeah. I think just, I'm noticing some mood swings over here from the missile. Needs a bit of sugar. Use the excuse for him. Yeah. I love my starts. Got the Telstra tracker here. Magnuson zero meters. Peacock zero meters. Stephen O'Keefe eight point three kilometers. Yeah, yeah. Top speed. Yeah, Top speed. Hard. Yeah, yeah. How, many, how many post contact meters? <laughs> he, did, he did hit the. Yeah, he yeah. did hit the doors at the front. Right. So yeah, then it was another bollard. fifteen there's meters. A, there was so a there. Yeah, on the way down. Talakot. I tripped over my own feet. Does that count? <laughs> now, boys, a bit of news through the week. Anthony Milford is set to sign with the Newcastle Knights. Um, so here are the facts, what we know, what's happened this week. Three assault charges against Milford were dropped on Monday. Milford has been granted conditional registration by the NRL while he completes rehab and development programs. He'll not be able to play in the NRL until at least round 11. The 27-year-old faced criminal charges over offences that caused a woman to fall and hit her head in September 2021, which sparked the NRL to block him from joining a new club. That new club was meant to be South Sydney. Mm. While that contract was in the throes of being registered, South Sydney, all this happened, and South went, nah, hands out, we're done. Anthony Milford, no thanks. So he leaves the Brisbane Broncos. He's in limbo. He doesn't have anywhere. So that the no-fault 
stand down policy. Well, kind of didn't work for Anthony because he didn't have a source of income while all of this was going on. It seems the no-fault stand-down policy only works if you've got a contract, mm. if you're from the player's point of view. Now, he's been freed. We don't know the absolute ins and outs. We weren't there in the courtroom when we heard everything come down. We've only got the result of exactly what goes on. So we won't get into great detail about exactly what went down other than the fact that he's allowed to come back and play, it seems, for Newcastle. How do we all feel about what has happened to Milford and this whole no-fault stand-down policy, which has been put in the spotlight again. Obviously, it was in the spotlight with players like Jack DeBellin, Jack DeBellin mm. yeah. and uh, Fainu from Manly at the moment mm. as well. Where do you sit with it all? It's murky waters. I think the, the, the murkiest of waters here is what South Sydney did. Um, it's a little etch that... They saw something coming and so bailed out when they'd already agreed on the, the terms of the contract, mm. given that it, it ha- he has been found not guilty in the end. Mm. And they've, I always thought when South Sydney signed him, like, well, why would you bring Milford to the club? They don't need him. And it was almost like, Bennett's gone. Do we love that decision anymore? Ah, not so sure. All right, here's our excuse. Bail. Um, it's it's panned out well for South in, in the long run, but... Um, Look, for Milford, I'm glad he got a contract. If if what happened in court is true and he is not guilty and he hasn't done anything wrong, I'm, I'm glad he got a contract. But he would have taken a fair hit to the hip pocket in that period where he didn't have a contract and he was fighting charges in court. Mm. I, I agree with that. He's got a good behaviour bond. I think he had a public nuisance, you know, pleaded guilty to like a public nuisance and some damage for getting throwing a wheelie bin, I think, into a cab. So the, the problem that I've got with it is that the game, he's, what, what is a fair punishment? Because it's going to get to round 11. He's missed the start. As you said, he's already financially been compromised. He would have had to pay the legal bills that have come out of all this and now has to go through all these courses. That doesn't necessarily even guarantee him getting through to round 11. And I think the game's going down a certain path. I think with the Montoya slur that happened during the week, he got four weeks. Now, we don't. That's unacceptable the way that you speak to people and, and what he said on the on the field is completely unacceptable. But to get four weeks for that sort of punishment, I don't know. I'm a bit on the other side of, well, I think we're really – we're slapping down these harsh punishments because we're this is what we perceive the game wants to see. You know, it's going to young families, to kids, and we want to promote the game in a certain way. But I, I'm starting to think that the punishments at times aren't finishing the crimes. I think the Milford case is one, and I think the Montoya one uh, – is, is an, another example of just going too far. Four weeks for that um, slur on a field. Oh, it, it's going to be controversial. What do you think? I, I, I slightly disagree. Mm. I, I agree it, on face value it looks harsh, but unfortunately for Montoya, he's been used as an example. Yeah. And mm. the best example for a deterrent, you, you can find him or whatever, but the best deterrent to not have that in your vocab is to – come down hard on on the person that says it right here and now. So you would hope that in the future it doesn't happen again. He's a pretty dumb human being to go up and say something similar in in the weeks to come. So yeah, I I get your point on face value for him and him alone, Mm. but he's been used and has put up there yeah, look, example, there's a lot, so. we're, we're told as players, there's a lot of sponsorship dollars on. You need to behave. And Telstra and these companies that come on board have got caveats in there saying that if you do bring the game into disrepute, we're going to just start pulling money. And there are, and mm. you know, the game, it doesn't have enough money 
on the line in regards to be having players do this left, right and centre and then you're just bringing them back with no repercussions. Mm. So I understand there is a certain level of accountability that players do, but I do believe there is, and this is my personal opinion, is that the woke side of the community that we're playing up to it in a certain sense and maybe targeting a few areas in which I think can be a little bit harsh. Anyway, that's my, that sucks two thoughts. Thanks for listening to my <laughs> TED Talk. Now we sugar and chips. James, where do you sit on all that? I tend to lean towards sock on this one, to, to be honest. I, again, I thought the, the Montoya four weeks was super harsh, given that two weeks prior to that, we saw a Newcastle player run out of the line, elbow another player in the face and break his, well, knock him out mm. and near break his jaw. He got six weeks. Mm. We go four weeks, four weeks for... for but both are deterrents. Both are four weeks, don't say something like that. Six weeks, don't do something like that. Otherwise, yeah, you're going to... Look, I, I tend to disagree. I don't think six weeks is the deterrent for that. I think that was 10 weeks easily, easily 10 weeks worth. Yeah. It's, 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 I, I would be super surprised if we sit here and say, we've got to try and deter players from running out and elbowing other players in the face who don't have the ball. We've got to make an example of them. That's just that's that's fair. That's, that's yeah. never been in the game. That's not that's not a deterrent issue. So, the, the thing I worry about with the a, a lot of what happens, right? And again, it it is the haves and have nots. Milford's coming from the Broncos. He's he's a much maligned player over the last few years. Um, other players get caught snorting white substances and say they think it's you know could be Omo. Mm. And get zero games or, or yeah. get a slap on the wrist. So, uh, it, 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 I, I just don't think there's any consistency with these things. And uh, I, I feel for Milford because he's been found not guilty. So, clearly, a lot of what was reported on didn't actually transpire. Um, and the same with Montoya. Um, four weeks for that. Again, no place for it in the game. Mm. But I think two weeks sends sends a message as much as absolutely anything. I I actually um, can't believe that the NRL. Not that I can't believe, but I hope that the NRL dive a bit deeper into how this all fits with this no stand down policy, mm. the, the no fault mm. stand down policy, I should say, because you you look at a guy like. The Bellin and okay, that's is it still in the courts? Is it or is it going to go back again? Or well, I'm not sure. Is I think it, it's okay, done. I think yeah. it's done. Yeah. So he got paid. What was it? 18 months, Brooksy. You're a dragons man. 18 months was it? While all that was going it was on. on 800, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was about so that. He, yeah. got, so he, got, he got all yeah. that money, and then Milford just through a lack of timing because he is a first grade player. It's not like, mm. oh, will he get a contract? Is he maybe? Is he maybe good enough? For, he's good enough first grade. In the 16 teams. And this is, yeah. that, this is that club loyalty stuff that we are talking about earlier. It's like, oh, look, we wanted you, but you haven't signed, so there's no way we are paying you that 150 over that time. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's it's just desperately unlucky timing from his point of view. Yeah. And yeah, okay, put yourself in that position. Why was he in that position in the first place? But the yeah, court well, of law has said that it's... You can't dispute the, yeah. the wrongdoings. It's just the punishments to the players, and you add it up and you go, punishment fitting the crime. Well, he's already missed so much footy, and now he's basically... You know, having to sing for his supper to pick up the last possible deal, and now he's going through all these re, you know courses and repercussions of his actions, which I think fits what he's done. You know, you'd like to think at the end of this, if he makes another mistake, you're done. Yeah, but Mickey from Mascot on uh, the text line oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. How about the Teddy punishment, uh, James Tedesco for the Squid Game comment pre-season? Yet Montoya gets four weeks, double standards. Yep. Well, where do the roosters sit? 
Yeah. Top four. Hey, that's another one, the gun. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad point. Not a bad point. Anyway, um, yeah. we're off to a quick break on crunch time. We'll be back in a moment to continue the footy chat. A big moment for him. Reynolds cut out ball. Stags. Assignment done. Got past Tango. Offloaded to New. He scores for Brisbane. Well, there is a cage rapper. Jerome Luai the step. Across it comes Sorensen Martin. Shovels it along. Charlie Stags performs Ferrari. Revs up for the corner. Clary oh, from the box. Oh, has kicked to Taylor May. What a side. The entertainers. Penrith, the best show in town. <laughs> He's at it again. Pat's at it again. 40 to 12, and Pat plays a Broncos try in the highlights. Oh, oh mate. If you're just joining us on Crunch Time, um, James Magnuson, big Bulldogs fan. His Bulldogs were so valiant for most of the time until uh, they caught a player in the bin on Good Friday, and then South kind of ran away with it. But it was a close game, and probably in the highlights, a Bulldogs try does deserve to make the highlights package, but didn't. But every game that we've played since, the highlights <laughs> from, the losing team has got to say, Stephen O'Keefe, <laughs> it's quite obvious that Pat wants to fight James Bates. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd pay I'd pay per view for that. That'd be interesting. Wouldn't <laughs> last around. Set it up. <laughs> Not entirely sure we've got... Uh, Equilibrium in terms of weight classes <laughs> right here. I don't know, Pat. You could take him. He could take him. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's the wiry ones. You've got to be careful. you got to be careful of them. He's on the wind-up for sure. But on uh, that was Friday night, wasn't it? Yep. Memory yeah, that was okay. after the, the Bulldogs house game, Friday night. You know when you go away on holidays, you can't remember the days? Mm. That has been the case this week. And that's yeah, that's a like good that. problem to have when you're on holidays. Mm. It's I love completely that. switched off. Tell you yeah. what is also a good problem to have. Sorry, we'll get back to Penrith and Brisbane. When you're going on holidays and you're driving one way and all the traffic's going the other way, which happened it's, on Friday. Yeah, all jammed up. Yeah. F3, good Friday. Mm. Like, Why would you even bother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, it was like there was a two... There was a two-kilometre queue to get into the service centre. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah, done those trips so over stress. the years, going home to see mum and dad for Easter. Crazy And stuff. it turns a four-and-a-half-hour drive up to Port Macquarie into a seven-hour drive. It's uh, absolute killer. Horrible. Get out of the car, you'd be... Here's your eggs, I'm going home. <laughs> 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 I love you, but that's it. Oh. <laughs> uh, Penrith. It's hard to pick a pick a hole in him at the moment. I think mm. I think we've got to wait till Origin and see if anything happens there. Yeah, I just if 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 I'm the Panthers, um, it's it's interesting. Like it'd be hard to stay motivated through this period, particularly when you're coming up against teams like Broncos. But they're just putting everyone to the sword, regardless. They've got a real ruthless mentality out there. Mm. Um, and the interesting one for mine is when Brian Toto comes back into the team, Taylor mm. May has been an absolute star since he came into first yep. grade. So who who will Brian Toto replace? Will May keep his spot and push to the other wing and, and they drop stains or will they will they drop Taylor May? Um, the biggest talking point for mine out of the game was you now get 10 in the bin for pushing someone in the face. It used to be punching in the face. Now it's pushing. It's a fine line, isn't it? And that was, again, another turning point. Uh, in the game. Well, Will Smith got 10 years from the academy for slapping and these two got 10 minutes. So it's a small price to pay. Small price to pay. But I, I didn't mind that. It, it's, it's as good as a hit. 
It's as good as a punch. So if you're going to have that rule, we can't go. Otherwise, we're going to have everyone just slapping each other <laughs> every weekend because you can get away with it. Yeah, I don't know. I just it's I just think it's a bad look. Yeah, you know, people what slapping or getting the ten minutes for the getting slap? the ten minutes. Well, because I didn't even see it as a slap. I saw it as a push in the face. Mm. So I thought it was a. Uh, I've, we already get people questioning and, and the old school people saying, "Oh, you know, the game's gone soft. It's not what it used to be." When you start simbining for pushes, then then we go, okay, well, it, did he push him in the neck or did we get a bit of finger on chin there? <laughs> yeah, it was slow. You know it down. I mean? yeah. Contact was definitely from the shoulder, slap yeah. first, palm off the back of the ear, yeah. Low uh, grade contact. It's, yeah. it's high, it's going on report, but it's just a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, Only, yeah. it just gets dicey. I don't know. I thought it was an easy one to to differentiate between hand open, fist closed. Uh, but you are going. right. If they, if we're just going to turn this to the world slapping contest, if I can get away, yeah, they just knock oh, blokes that's out. So oh, good. That's so good. That's so good. The biggest meatheads in the world <laughs> just holding on and just getting clawed. <laughs> no CTE there. Don't worry about it. Yeah. All right. Um, just on uh, the Fox League coverage, we just saw Brian Fletcher uh, with. Uh, we spoke to Brian before Roosters' twenty-year reunion. Roosters playing the Warriors at the SCG. We'll keep you up to date with everything that goes on there. But a uh, lot of sunglasses worn. Even Craig Craig, Craig Fitzpatrick. I'm eating lollies and I've got dyslexia. It doesn't help. <laughs> Craig Fitzgibbon was there. That's yes. him. Yeah, straight off, uh, straight off coaching duty. He had his sonny's on as well, so he obviously had a big night in Melbourne after the Cronulla loss last night. No, but uh, everyone's out there enjoying themselves. And um, Corey Parker actually on the coverage, he had a live bunny in his lap. He was stroking a live bunny. <laughs> On air. That's not a euphemism, is it? No. Like stroking his no, live bunny. Stroking the bunny. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't a cat. <laughs> or a Daniil Medvedev small cat. Small, yeah. Maybe it's his uh, anxiety animal. You're allowed to have him with you. True. Travel, travel yeah. You. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they have dogs in high schools now. Well, you ever been, dogs. When you fly internally in America, domestically in America, they have dogs on some flights. Mm. I've seen a full-size poodle sitting on a woman's lap on a flight. Like... Like Labrador size, but poodle sitting on a lap on a flight between, I think it was Denver and and LA or something like that. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about in the Middle East? I don't know if you've been on a flight when you've been playing over in Dubai or whether or not you have. um, Oh, they can take anything in there. You can take a falcon on. Yeah, rare birds. Really? If you're into your falconry, the place to be. I think you need to be part of the royal family. Yeah, there's some privileges, I think, extended. I don't think we're getting. I don't think we're going on with a you know, kookaburra bird and a no. couple of Australia's deadliest snakes. Just... Bad enough getting on with a two-year-old child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the greatest test of hum- human nature to remain calm when you've got a toddler on your lap. Yeah, you're while. really selling parenthood to, today yeah, for me and Sock. Yeah. <laughs> just take your time, boys. Yeah. Well, you're still Enjoy. a child. Look at you right here. You look like you've just got back from the Easter show. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. <laughs> survived the Easter show. I've got come <laughs> well, out with literally. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, <yeah>. Too soon. <laughs> you got the chips. Uh, you got some lollies. Um, yeah. You got, and you got a gift for Maggie I did. As I got well? the gun. You got the low protein, high carb bar, and we've also you and I. <laughs> you did actually. Yeah. It's the BSC one. I, yeah. I just thought. Yeah. Yeah. He just needs that, I think, after his gym session this morning. We've got the low sugar lollies, which will look yeah, after the rest thank of you. us. So. Thank you for that, mate. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, yeah. Some text on the text line, by the way, uh, from Roosterman. Boys, that just shows Fletch had a good preseason ready to go. Yeah, he is for this afternoon. Joel Kane actually, after the quaddy story about him getting on the quaddy outside the punters club when it was his punters club bet, <laughs> he... Um, 
he may mention by the fact that uh, he also passed it on to Brian Fletcher. We should have asked if he got the quaddy or not. It would have been a really good weekend. And uh, Brendan, when we're talking about uh, the, the no-fault stand-down policy and who it affects, mm. he simply puts, it all depends on how good you are. Yeah, it's true. And that's what we saw with Milford. He was out of favour and didn't help him. Uh, by the way, the Panthers take on the Raiders. We're talking about Brisbane and uh, Penrith just there. They take on the Raiders next. <laughs> That'll ease Ricky Stewart's headaches, won't it? Uh, taking on Penrith next Friday, Sunday, Arvo. And, of course, as mentioned before, the Dogs take on Brisbane. We're off to a break on Crunch Time. Back in a moment. Uh, we, we kicked off yesterday at the cricket ground for lunch and the, watched the, uh, the boys train. And then we went up to Paddington and so yeah, had, a few, uh, had a few drinks. And now we're... Back here on the drink again. <laughs> Fletch, it's Cosa, mate. If you had to give your uh, Dally M points, 3 2 1 from last night, who would they go to? Uh, without a doubt, uh, Adrian Morley. Without a doubt. So he's, so he's only here for 72 hours and uh, he has not, he hasn't slept yet. So uh, I've actually got the big man here now. Do you want to have a chat? I'll have a chat with him. Go ahead. So, uh, Adrian Morley, uh, how's it, how does it feel being back uh, in Sydney Town? Absolutely fantastic. Um, I forgot how much I missed the place and uh, fantastic to see all the boys again, not seeing some of them for, well, 20 years. And it's uh, been, been, a great, been a great time so far and we've got another day uh, on it today, Fleck, so uh, all good. So, Moz, um, we're, looking for, we're looking for an upgrade going back home on business class. Who, what airline are you flying with? Uh, Qatar Airlines. Uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> okay, so is anyone in the, uh, in the hierarchy at Qatar Airways? Adrian Morley needs an upgrade. We can't send him back 72 hours on the drink uh, in an economy. Fletch Flano here, mate. Just that bloke in front of you, Ricky Stewart. How are you and him going there, getting on these days? Yeah, no, we're always good, Sticky and I. We are... We, so he handed, he handed um, yesterday we were handing our jumpers out were the corresponding numbers to the current team and Ricky got up and gave, basically gave uh, a bit of a, a chat about each player and as usual he made fun of me but I squared up with him when I uh, put vodka in his schooners last night and he's wondering why he was a bit dusty this morning. <laughs> Brian Fletcher, that's him on Fox League. Thank you to Fox League for that audio and, and via KO as well. And the kickoff is fast approaching at the SCG between the Roosters and the Warriors. Brian Fletcher, for me, to coach him, it'd be like, for Ricky Stewart now, it'd be like seeing one of your ex-students that you used to teach and you're praising the Lord every day that that kid left school. Yeah. Just gone out, don't know, have just... to deal with it anymore. <laughs> you got your teaching degree, don't you? I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. I taught 100 days and then just canned it. I was like, there's no way I'm doing any more of Too this. Too many Brian Fletchers with <laughs> Yeah, too many Fletchers. <laughs> 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 Correct. Oh, man. Anyway, um, Joseph Suwali, he's uh, our one to watch. Um, yeah, gearing up for thanks to Dometic, uh, the Dometic Patrol, a nice box with a sense of adventure. <laughs> oh, it was Ad, adventurous. Swally <laughs> <laughs> so played five games for the Roosters yeah. last year. Adventure. And James Tedesco was on Fox League earlier, and this is what he had to say about Swally. <laughs> yeah, Swally is uh, is a beast. He's um, he's only so young, but physically he's you know, probably our biggest, strongest in the club. So uh, he's an outstanding athlete, and um, he's been waiting his time for. A, shot in first grade now this year and um, he's, I'm really excited to see him go and then Sammy Verrills have obviously missed him a lot he's our natural hooker genuine hooker and um, yeah it's going to be good to get our combinations going with him today 
I think I'm back from the spicy rice, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm trying to shovel down my throat there. But um, yeah, there's James Tedesco talking about Joseph Suwali. So what can we expect from this kid? Just uh, to blend in or do you think something special? Yeah, look, I think he'll start off just blending in and trying to get a feel for it. But he's been playing New South Wales Cup for the North Sydney Bears. He's run over 200 metres in their last game off the wing. Um, I think that's that's his position in first grade, at least for this year, to put him on that wing bit of height then on both sides with Tupo on one side, Suwali the other. It's a scary prospect, isn't it? If he if he is going to turn out to be as good as everyone sort of expected, um, you add him into that back line, it's an all-star back line. Mm. And there's a bit of, I think there's, uh, there's a bit of rhyme to his reason there, Robinson, in the way he likes to introduce these players in certain games and certain yep. times. You know, you're seeing Griffin probably get it wrong at the, at the Dragons where someone like Robinson, you know, this is been completely calculated you would have thought to get him in and around this group and yeah look and I'm I'm keen as well to see these matchups you know I think the Warriors are playing decent football again away from home um, a great one point win uh, recently so look they're not playing the worst they're rank outsiders in this game coming into it but um, again you know I think the battle will come down in the forwards but also the halvings in Walker and Kiri I'm excited to see how that combination continues to grow week in week out. Well, the thing for Sawali, we're pretty certain he'll be on the same size of, side as Joey Manu. Yeah, He's going okay yeah, at the moment, Joey Manu. Yeah, so yeah, you don't just, need to do yeah, too much. Yeah, just, yeah, run off his hip. Sean Johnson, um, good to see him back playing the type of football that excited so many people when he burst onto the scene. He's, mm. he's there with uh, the Warriors at the moment. Obviously... A lot of these guys, not all of them, like I'm hearing Reese Walsh, not too keen to go back to New Zealand, but mm. maybe he might stay over here for his um, further rugby league playing career. But uh, Sean Johnson, he's obviously the key, but um, just love watching him play. Yeah, and he's really humble too. You know, the one point win that he'd had and, and going through all the downside of them being away from family, he when they won that game, he got out at the end of the press conference and he was, you know, he was so humble just saying that he'd always dreamed of playing for, you know, the Warriors and he knows what it means to his family, the fans back home, that they do do well. So um, excited to see what he can uh, produce today. Clash of the Titans. Uh, hopefully, Rui Hargraves goes up against Fanua Blake early. Mm. Mm, that'd be nice to, to see. Yeah, yeah. They've got a great starting um, forward pack when you throw in Crichton and Radley. Some big hitters in there. Exactly. So uh, that is on the way. We'll keep you up to date throughout um, our third hour of crunch time. And we'll be back in a moment with myself, Adam Peacock, uh, Stephen O'Keefe and James Magnuson. I'm going to finish my lunch now. Yeah, great to have you company for our third hour. And don't forget, later on, we've got a full coverage of the Dragons and Knights coming up from Wind Stadium, Wollongong, Jimmy Smith, Tim Manor and Spud Carroll with the call. You're with Crunch Time right now, brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. And the Roosters and the Warriors have just kicked off at the SCG and we'll bring you up to date throughout the show with exactly what's going on there. You can join the conversation as well. 0457 736 736. Tweet it at 1170 SEN or call the open line 1300 01 1170. If you missed the first two hours available on the podcast after the show, reviewed all the footy that's happened so far this weekend. Uh, last night's wins to the Storm and Manly. Um, chatted to Sock about his bunnies. Chatted to James about his bulldogs. James chatted to Pat about not playing any bulldogs tries. We chatted to Brian <laughs> Fletcher as well out there for the 20-year uh, reunion of the anniversary of the Roosters 2002 uh, NRL Premiership, beating the Warriors who they are playing right now. 
And we're going to now talk or touch on the match which involved the Raiders coach, obviously, right now. And he was the Roosters coach back in 2002, Ricky Stewart. It was the Raiders and the Cowboys on Thursday night. Play the ball back. Sloppy play the ball. Starting out of acting up. Went left. Oh, open up. And he's over under the black dot. Well, what happened there to the North Queensland Cowboys? They just looked at Tom Starling run straight past. Starling gives it to Schneider. Schneider cut out pass, tapped on. For the corner they go, there's a try. Jordan Ruffin has scored the second try for the Canberra Raiders. A wonderful tap on. I think it was from Harawira Nida. After the pass from Snyder, 10-0 with a kick to come. The Raiders well and truly on top. Well, there's halftime at GIO Stadium, and it's the Canberra Raiders leading by 12 points to nil. They've scored two tries in the fourth minute to Tom Starling. Jordan Ruffiner in the 14th minute. So, frustration again for the Raiders. Mm. Absolute frustration for the Raiders. So hard to get a read on the Raiders. Um Footy tipping and, and punting wise, they're impossible. But just even you heard, um, you know, in the post post match press conference, Ricky Stewart's getting frustrated with his own team, saying they're not having a dig. That's when you know things are really going a little bit array. Yeah, there's not a lot of synergy in the group. And you know, you you have a look at some of their performances. You know, they were down twenty to nil against the Titans, and somehow scratched and clawed their way back out of the, you know, uh, to win that one. And then you looked the mm. other day, they started out, they were 12-0 up and then failed to score any more uh, points. And it wasn't like the Cowboys were playing exceptionally good footy. There's some n- nice moments of brilliance from Valentine Holmes in there. But, you know, it was a game that the Raiders, it was the Raiders game to lose and they did it. And it was, like you said, you'd just be, you'd want to be a rugby league coach, um, you know, have the Raiders at the moment because they're just, as you said, the gun. They're just so hard to bloody pick. On that, then, so the Cowboys have now played the Raiders twice so far this season. And beaten them, beat them twice. I hate that. It's happened in another fixture so far this year. The, the, it must be to do with origin. Like, they don't want the big marquee matchups around origin to happen, so they have to manipulate the draw, and which means that the, the backwash is that we get teams playing each other twice within the first six rounds. Anyway, it's by the by. My point is, North Queensland... Have we got a proper read on them? Because two of their three wins have been against the Canberra <laughs> Raiders, <laughs> oh, who yeah. we can't get a read on. Yeah, is that a fair call? Do, do we oh, really yeah, know yeah. where the Cowboys are there's, at? The there's, a, there's a bunch like that in the middle there. Where we've really got no idea because they're playing each other or they're getting towed up by the good teams. So we've got Canberra don't really know where they're at. Uh, Cowboys don't really know where they're at. Brisbane have shown glimpses of brilliance, but also glimpses of rubbish um, and then the, the game today Newcastle and St George don't really know where those two lie either um, until things kind of pan out and every team's played each other once um, it's pretty hard going trying to pick um, when those teams are playing the Cowboys the good news for them is so far that they're building and you can see that Todd Payton the, well they're pointing in a better direction say than Canberra are at the moment, but uh, mm. Jeremiah Nanai, he's this young kid who re-signed, was it two weeks ago, Brooksy? Yeah? Yeah, that's right. Two weeks ago. So th- to lock in players like that and not lose him, when you look at the, the West Tigers, they can't keep on keep hold of players mm. when they're trying to build something. So that that is imperative. You keep hold of your best prospects when, yeah, when they debut, the, the Sharks are going to start circling, not the Cronulla Sharks, but, you know, the, <laughs> the agents they and the other Cronulla clubs. Might, yeah. Yeah. Cronulla might want him. No, I think, and they've got two really good back rowers in uh, Heal and Lukey. 
and Nenai, plus they've bought Luciano Leilua for next year. So they're building quite the decent pack, yeah. back row combo up there. Um, I had I had Cowboys as my spooners for this year hmm. um, when I, I looked at their squad at the wow. start of the year. Mm. Mm. Who who would you be your wooden spooners right now, Tigers? Have to be. Yeah. yeah, there's no way up for the Tigers. There's just no light. Yeah. There's, there's less light downhill. there. It's all yeah. downhill from here, I think, yeah. for the Tigers. Unfortunately, they'll yeah. win some games. Yeah, they'll win some games, but yeah, it just doesn't look like happening for them anytime soon. Um, back to Ricky Stewart. Now, this afternoon, there'll be some frustrated parents because there'll be some kids coming off sugar highs like you wouldn't believe. Is it, like again, guys? Yeah. I'm telling you, Easter Sunday <laughs> afternoon, it's mayhem. It's complete mayhem. Right. Just yeah, write okay. it off. Is yeah. if you if you can organise a mates catch up on Easter Sunday afternoon, you're doing well. Do for, Have you done for that? The ladies out there, well, I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Kids are hanging off the ceilings. Yeah. Yeah. So there'll be some frustrated parents, but none as frustrated as the parent of the Canberra Raiders, Ricky Stewart, was on Thursday night. Ricky's at a nine out of ten on the frustration scale, leading to a zip and being run down. No, it's worse than that, mate. We should never have got to that. The excuse is that they had all the possession, all the territory, and they cut their errors, but they're not buying into that. Is no, it? I don't know who's made that excuse up, but I'm, I'm sick of defending, playing 40 minutes of football, 50 minutes of football. I'm, the way we started that second half was a um, pathetic. Jack said on TV, Jack White Jack said on TV, that there were players out there sort of taking naps Hope next time Jordan takes that hit himself. I mean, it, it, I mean, I guess it was just unfortunate that Xavier's time wouldn't have touched. But what did you make of that play? Um, no, Xavier Savage should have stepped inside, mate. That's why Xavier Savage hasn't been playing first grade because he's still learning the game. But so many of you people want X Factor. So many people want Xavier out there. That's why Xavier hasn't been playing because he's still learning the awareness of the game. But I'm only a dumb coach. Everybody else wants X Factor. Well, we haven't got X Factor at the moment. We're still teaching young people how to play a game of football at an NRL standard. So, All right. I'm going to try and figure out who the, in quotation marks, dumb coach is pointing the finger out. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's falling to sleep in the middle of the game. So I'm just running my eyes over the stats here. And this is, this is the ones that stand out to me. So we've got Semi Valame playing in the centres. Across 80 minutes of football, he runs for 45 metres, which is pretty low from a player in the back five. The other two that I've got, let's just, Pat's got something for us here. With all your uh, (laughs) digestive. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, some yeah. theme music. Yeah. Law and Order. Is, yeah, yeah, we've got some CSI, <laughs> Law and Order it, music it, here, Investigate, yeah. Is it Law and Order SVU? Yeah. Am, am yeah. I looking for a sexual assault? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave, yeah. Beep, next. <laughs> um, so the other two, the other two that, that kind of stand out to me is Captain Elliot Whitehead, but also his second row partner, Corey Harawira-Naira. Both play 80 minutes 
Harawira Naira runs for 40 metres. Elliot Whitehead runs for 50 metres. It's not much of an output from your starting back rowers. Um, other than that, the, the team didn't look too bad. Huge metres from Papali'i and uh, Tapune in the front row. What, uh, Whiten's been playing pretty well. so He was happy with Whiten. He said that. Tapune, mm. he, he, he mentioned him. I think he didn't mind Elliot Whitehead's output. Surprising. Well, sometimes stats don't show everything, but I get your yeah, point. I yeah. get your point. Like the sometimes your <laughs> your effort don't get rewarded in a number, as you know, Stephen. Like that's right. Yeah, when yeah, you're, you're playing for the Sydney Sixers, and it's none for forty or three. It's, it's like you bowled yeah, some good balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saved a few on the fence. Yeah, yeah. It's good, <laughs> yeah. One not out and eleven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> team game, boys. <laughs> By the way, just to get the lose together at the SCG, Adam Fanua Blake's nearly run over the entire uh, Sydney Roosters lineup. He's run straight through. Tedesco comes over, covering tackle, brilliant tackle around his ankle, held on a bit too long, and then when they've uh, when he's got pinged for the penalty, Tedesco, I reckon eleven of the thirteen Warriors players all held up the ten minutes sign. Yeah, yeah. Right. Ref let's, ignored it. No, no. Well, let's not forget. Tedesco plays for the Roosters, not the Bulldogs. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that one could have been because it was a try-scoring opportunity. Yeah, but Fanua Blake got tackled and literally got up and played the ball like a split second after Tedesco brought him to ground. So I think right, it would have been a bit harsh. Second, it wasn't right. like he was hanging on, mm. Yeah, but it was a penalty. Anyway, Reese so Walsh they're going to go up, up here. Reese Walsh right in front. Yeah. Uh, and we'll have more on that after the break on Crunch Time. Um, thank you for the investigative work from James Bangerson right there. <laughs> 2 p.m. kickoff at the SCG for Noah Blake going backwards and now going forwards and still going. Takes on the fullback who makes the try-saver. Quick play the ball and the referee says it's another penalty. How does he assess it? They say 10 in the bin required. Left foot up. Slams it through, and the Warriors on the board first. Ten minutes in, Jake Duke. Adam Peacock here with you. <laughs> That's thanks to Ko, not Jake Duke on the sideline there for uh, Fox League. But yeah, you're listening to Ko, and the Warriors are actually going to go in in the Gone corner over. as we come back right now. So uh, they're first on the board, and uh, Edward Cosey um, finishing off that beautiful back line move. They just got their numbers all wrong on their right edge defensively. The Roosters. So, uh, boys, the Warriors spoiling the party, the reunion so far. Mm, looks like Adam Fanua Blake is just wreaking havoc out there. And it was another quick play the ball after a big run from him. They've just stripped him for numbers. Um, you, you can't write off the Warriors. They're one of those teams that when they're on, they've yeah. got points in them. Yeah, you just absolutely. don't know which team's going to turn, turn up, up each yeah. week. Yeah, a little bit of consistency the last couple of weeks, so maybe they've turned the corner. And Nathan Brown, he, he was a frustrated guy last year, but it, it's hard with these New Zealand teams across all the sports to be overly critical. It, it feels like they've had the, the fair enough card that they could play when things aren't going well. Absolutely. Because yeah. we're away. So you, you can't claim that as sucking when you haven't been able to sleep in your bed over, you know. Four or five months season. Exactly. Warriors looking for their fourth straight win this afternoon. They're off to the perfect start. They lead 6-0, kick to come. And uh, we'll keep you up to date with what's going on at the SCG. And later on, of course, uh, Jimmy Smith will be in control of the call from Wynn Stadium with uh, Mark Carroll and Tim Manor as the uh, the Dragons take on the Knights. Welcome back to Crunch Time, by the way, brought to you by Izuzu. The Izuzu D-Max is born to live. And you've got Adam Peacock, James Magnuson, and Stephen O'Keefe throughout the afternoon. And... Let us know on the text line what you think about anything in life, really. Your favourite Easter egg, 0457 736 736. What is your favourite Easter egg? What's your go-to? Sock? 
Uh, I love all of them, to be honest. <laughs> not noticed that. The no-branders are one to avoid, though. I like the little little round ones full of chocolate, Cadbury. Little, solid. Little solids. Yeah, 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 they're good. I'm a white chocolate fiend. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I love white There's chocolate. There's many of you in the world. Yeah. I think it's basically just pure sugar, isn't it, white chocolate? Well, I think just that's just sugar, sh- chocolate. You've turned out yeah, every it's... lolly that has been offered yeah, here. Yeah, She's saving up for something big. Body's, somewhere, <laughs> body's <laughs> a temple. Yeah. He's, he's going to go oh, I don't know. Yeah, get yeah, the back see. vomiting it up. <laughs> <laughs> get to taste it twice. Joe Root, uh, we'll go for some other sport as Reese Walsh lines up this conversion and nails it. 8-0 Warriors at the SCG. Um, Joe Root stepped down as England captain. Sock? Mm, yeah, I think... Uh, Pretty disappointing effort yeah, down under uh, with the side that he had. He was all but one wicket away from getting, uh, you know, whitewashed in Australia. And I think he said it um, at the end of that series that there was always going to be a fallout guy. They go to the West Indies. They're embarrassed over there again. And unfortunately, someone does have to cop it. On the flip side, I do think it'll probably bring the best out in his batting. I think some guys really relish the opportunity to captain and do well. He's in the top three or four best batters in the world. Does that team need to freshen up? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can't have that scar tissue lingering and hanging around for so long. So, you know, who's that next guy going to be? Is there going to be a stopgap? Um, the missile tends to think Ben Stokes might be a, a good fill-in. Well, it's mm-hmm. hard to think of anyone else that's a regular in that team. Mm, and just got those leadership qualities like a bloke you watch him play and you think who would you follow into battle i kind of get that that vibe from stokes yeah not not too many others in that squad to be honest you could lean on that i mean the quicks seem to be changing over all the time the batting lineup certainly hasn't set itself in stone and you know to be a to be a good captain at first you need to be leading from the front with performances and i think you look at Stokes and some of the innings as he's played and his efforts with the ball. He was half injured in Australia, but, you know, showed that character to keep playing, even though it was in a losing team. So he certainly possesses all the qualities. And being an all-rounder, he gets it from a batting and a bowling perspective. So you know, I think it would be a great appointment. With, well, he's the obvious standout. Big call, though, for a guy that has had the past two years that he's had. Like 2019, it was a, probably a no-brainer mm. given the, the summer that he had with yeah. the, the Headingley Test and also the World Cup final or the World Cup performances. Yeah. But since injury form, he had to step away from the game, um, had a few issues that he that he had to deal with there. Big oh. step to see if he wants to do it. That's right. And that's the other thing that you've got to you balance out. You know, have they made that decision without anything? You'd like to think in a system that that's well... Uh, choreographed in the sense, right, if we're getting rid of him, there is a, there is a stopgap plan that we have over the next three to six months in which we will yeah. try or pick guys. But, um, you know, that's that just goes down to the brutal nature of the game. If you're not playing well, then at the, the pointy end of the spear, you, you're dispensable. It goes back to our loyalty point before, you know, you, you win a World Cup and you're on top of the world and then two years later you're losing in Australia and an Ashes series and... Um, you know, the, they're taking the C off your name or you have to stand down, you jump before you're pushed and, you know, the reality check of cricket uh, comes back yeah. to bite you. Warriors are well on top of them. Roosters all over the shop. Victor Radley's just thrown a pass that found turf and the Warriors jumped on that. Drew Hutchison not long ago from the base of a scrum knocked on. They're just not with it at the moment, the Roosters. They're down 8-0. Mm. This, is, this is where you find value, punters out there. <laughs> you, get on the, you get on the live bet. 
and you go on the roosters now. Okay. Yeah. You you reckon, watch. So you reckon that because the roosters would be what paying? They'd probably push out to dollar eighty yeah. at the moment, maybe a so little bit. So more. you're still bullish that the roosters? Oh are going yeah, to come yeah, back. yeah, yeah. They haven't had much ball, and they've, they've thrown a few passes to ground, but a, a Trent Robinson rocket at halftime will turn them around. Are you oh, on geez. your? Uh, oh, he should have thrown that. Are, yeah. are, are you on crypto as well? Are you like this with your stocks and shares and crypto and all that? Yeah, I double in everything. I'm not I'm not good at it, but uh, <laughs> a lot of the I'm footy of those... guys are on those NFTs and coming yeah, out I've with got, their own meta. I've got a few and... uh, a few NFTs as well. Do, not, or just of yourself? Or? No, no, no. I've, I've, I've bought I've bought other projects, um, but I'm one of those guys with investments and stuff. You hear people talking about, it and I don't want to miss out. I get oh, FOMO, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll have that. I'll yeah. have that. I'll have that. Oh, I'm broke now. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks um, for that advice. Some football as well last night, some big matches. I, I sat down and watched the Scottish Cup semi-final last night between Hearts and Hibs. So the Celtic and Rangers, massive rivalry. Mm. Yeah. That's in Glasgow. Mm. Hearts and Hibs are the Edinburgh rivalry. They mm. hate each other so much. Right. It was the scrappiest, ugliest game, game. of football. Yeah. Ever I was seen. about to say, you must have been hard up for some entertainment. Yeah. No, it was you entertaining. <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't entertaining. It just wasn't very skillful. Scottish semi-finals. Yeah. yeah. No, because it was an Aussie boy playing, Nathaniel Atkinson. Uh, okay. I wanted to see how he went on. and he, he went okay. He wasn't one of the ones that was giving the ball away for fun. It was basically pass, pass, bad touch, tackle. Pass, pass, badge, touch, tackle. Third tackle end up being someone willing. It, someone. Um, it was basically like AL threes. Like me and Brooksy used to play back in the day for bit worries on a Saturday hour. Correct, Brooks? Oh yeah, that was some dodgy times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dodgy tackles. Lucky to get away with your ankles. Were you yeah. there the day that I got taken out? My leg ended up being the size of two legs. Yeah, yeah that I was fun. Remember that? <laughs> Soccer. It's, yeah, yeah. it's carnage. Oh, like, it's why mayhem. would you play people the going weekends? twice as hard? Well, well, this is the thing with club sport, and my, my girlfriend's sister's fiance plays for the Burley Bears. So it's one level below the yeah. thing. But he's thirty. He's an electrician. If he goes in with a bad hit, does a shoulder or does a leg, which can, you know can happen, he's a back rower. I'm like, that's it. Your, your job and your work's done. Mm. Your career at his age is probably close to being done. He's not going to play for the Titans at you know probably thirty. You know, getting that opportunity. And I'm like, yeah. mate, did you, what are you doing? Well, yeah. <laughs> and I think you know they get paid decent wedge. You know, good enough money that it's but worthwhile. Not, but like not electrician wages. Yeah, I mean, you break three fingers and there goes your. I'm not sure you're getting workers comp for that. But exactly. No. Um, also, in football last night, uh, Manchester United smashed Norwich. Yes, three-two. <laughs> Ronaldo CR7. Hat-trick. That last one was a beauty, wasn't it? Yes. Scorcher outside the box. Uh, the FA Cup semi-final. Liverpool beat. Man City, did you see Three what on the goalkeeper? I was yeah. you before, didn't I? Oh, Chose. that's that's just greedy, isn't it? So he tried to take on someone a yard out from mm. his own line. That's something I do when I play FIFA on PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> then you, try, and then you blame the controller. Yeah. Yeah. I press pass six times. <laughs> exactly. And they, well, the coach, is it Guardio, is it? Who's the coach? Guardiola. Guardiola. Pep Guardiola. Was close. Guardiola. Was nowhere good. near it. But he come out and he support. He said, you know, our strikers miss when we're in front and he's an outstanding goalkeeper. He's made a mistake, but he's a fantastic thinger. But I'm like, that's... That's just it's protecting un- unforgivable. Yeah, I'm not entirely that. sure he would have talked to him after the game. That's how it would have come no. out. Yeah. You're a gun, mate. Thanks for that. But you've just cost exactly. Us. Um, and in the second division, getting to the pointy end of the playoffs, and the playoffs are uh, this thing where they have first two go through automatic promotion to the Premier League, and then there's four spots for one spot. So they'll have playoffs 
at the end. To get that one spot. To get that one spot. Massive money. It's a minimum, if you win that end playoff, it's a minimum $150 million. Wow. So there's four teams involved. Middlesbrough is one of them. Riley McGree, Socceroo, is at Middlesbrough. But the reason I bring this up is because the NBA playoffs have actually started properly today. The Jazz defeated the Mavs, uh, T-Wolves over the Grizzlies, 76ers over the Raptors by 20, and Steph Curry got back for the Warriors and they defeated the Denver Nuggets. But they had the play-in concept happening again. So it was 7v8 play. So top eight historically have made the NBA playoffs. 7v8 played. Winner of that goes straight through to the playoffs automatically. The loser plays the winner of 9v10. And then the winner of that next contest goes through to the playoffs. So they have a play-in for the playoffs. Right. Would you like to see something similar for our Australian sports, namely rugby league? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I mean, it's obviously revenue dollars there to try and keep teams connected for that little bit longer to get in there. But I think it takes away the integrity of the comp when you can play. I mean, how many games a year do they play to get to the point? Play 82. Off? 82. So <laughs> after 82 games and you've earned the right to get into that eighth spot and now you're like, well, now I have to challenge it with, you know, three or four other teams to it. And mm. then... You know, speaking from the Big Bash, they went from a four-team final to a five-team playoff, which you can't understand. The fifth plays in an eliminator with fourth. That then plays third. The winner of that plays the loser of one and two. Then that goes through to play. And you're like, by the end of it, you, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> they nearly it's, dragged, it's dragged on forever. The decider, the eliminator, the qualifier. The, yeah, they had all those things. It was, it was ridiculous. And, the, and then the finals goes over a week. Um, in which you're just completely baffled in regards to, uh, you know, what is going on. And the fans have lost interest. And it's gone on for six weeks and you're yeah. like, this is starting to turn into a bit of a shit show. Um, but anyway, they do get a – there's a winner at the end of it. Uh, <laughs> five teams at the Apparently. end. Five teams making the finals after 14 rounds to me just seems like, well, fifth shouldn't have a chance. And most likely the fifth team that, fo- that follows gets through to the finals because they go – we shouldn't be here. Free so hit. they go. They go. That's right. They free it. They go in and play with this freedom. Yeah. They knock over fourth, play into third, and at times have made it through to the playoff final with second. Um, so, anyway, that's my rant. Yeah, fair enough. That's a good rant. So it's a no. It's a, yeah, flat no. it's a flat no. no. Well, back in the day, the Winfield Cup when they had the top five, they used to have the Tuesday night playoff if two teams finished equal fifth. Right. So they didn't go on for and against. It was, oh, I know you boys can go out on a Tuesday night. And if I'm not mistaken, one year a few teams finished equal fifth. Mm. So they had to play a playoff Tuesday, Thursday night. I might be wrong with that one. They what, might if have there was, what if there was a, a draw or a tie? Did they have to come back and replay it like What's the that? AFL did in the finals? If it's a tie after extra, extra time, extra they have time. to go back and play an extra final. <laughs> but imagine that now. What if we've got teams, climax. there'd be all kinds. Like The Players Association, their heads would explode <laughs> if they came up with a concept like that. Now it's for and against, isn't it? It's Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, it's revenue dollars. We talk about in sport meetings all the time. They are just trying to fill the calendar with sport. So we deliberately play the women's Big Bash in a certain period, which cuts out time for the women's AFL, which will cut in time to the Big Bash. So it's all culture. If there's a day on the calendar that we can fill with sport and content, you know, it's been bandied around the cricket when they want to play it on Christmas Day and Boxing Day and have those as derbies at home and get families in the morning and evening to go out and go and watch a game. They're interested and open to it, you know, because they've bought 60 games. If they can get 65 games, that's more sponsorship dollars. So from that side of things, you understand it, but from applying an integrity to the competition, it gets a bit lost on me. The less is more concept has certainly worked for the NFL. Yeah. yeah. I think and origin, now, you know? Yeah. Well, they'd love to take a, an extra game somewhere, yeah. like a fourth game. 
somewhere, which they did in 1987. They took it to California. Yeah, that looked like a hoot. I remember watching that. That was just... All the players went to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> and they went and saw Mickey Mouse as well. <laughs> We're off to a quick break on crunch time. Uh, it is the Warriors 8, Roosters nil. Warrior, uh, Roosters on the attack. And guess what? They've dropped the ball again. It is just not happening for the Roosters at the SCG at the moment. Back in a moment. I'm the right thing here, the Warriors. A little bit of an ambush to start the game. They're going to keep going. Lovely depth here. Poppy, man over. And the Warriors score the first try as well. It's young Kosi. Second try for him in the NRL. And what a start they've made at the SCG on party day for the Roosters. But it's the Warriors on top. Let's go, holds it up. Catch and pass. Tupou in the corner. Execution from the attacking scrum. And welcome back to Crunch Time. You're with Adam Peacock, James Magnus, and Stephen O'Keefe. And joining us because he's here for the coverage of the Dragons and the Knights must win game for both. Mark Carroll will be looking intently at both teams to see what they've got. Spud, how are you, mate? Oh, good afternoon. Uh, great to hear you on the. On the airs, I was coming. I went out to the northwest to go and visit my mum. And I thought and Jimmy said uh, we're on at two o'clock. I knew it was three, but he actually uh, put the foot down a little bit. Heard you guys speak. It was it was great commentary. Not too much. Dub, <laughs> double the merits. Double the Darling, merits. Uh, past. Yeah, good boy. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I wouldn't, like to, I wouldn't like to be the cop and pull over Mark Carroll. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing to see here. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I'm I, in I the wrong side. I must say, when, you get, when I get pulled over, I always get out of the car because they're always short. Not looking yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> and they always say, uh, "Can you please get back in the car, sir?" <laughs> okay, but you always size them up, you know. Oh, How good? Uh, yeah, the Roosters have hit back, so it's eight six now. Sam Walker did nail that from the uh, the sideline, mm. so that was a good kick for the lad, who's been not kicking too great uh, so far this year. But the Roosters haven't got it together, and they're only two points in arrears after half an hour there at the SCG. And uh, Daniel Tupo scored the try. He's tied. Now with uh, Sean Kenny Dell on 121 for the most tries for the Chooks. Uh, that's second most behind Anthony Minicello, who would not be able to recall Daniel Tupo scoring two minutes ago, given the fact that he went to Bedouin last night, didn't go to bed, and then went straight to the reunion <laughs> as well. Spud, have you had many reunions for your premiership successes? We've had a couple, but we're yeah. not the Roosters. We don't go out all night. Uh, <laughs> we're good boys, you know. We're good boys. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I've ever turned up with uh, bloody sunglasses on. Everyone's got sunnies on, so they've had a fair night. Congratulations to them. It's, um, it's a special occasion. Uh, as a kid, you dream about playing first grade and in sport. You dream about being a swimmer and a cricketer. I dreamt about playing first grade and then dreamt about winning the competition. When you do, it's um, such a special occasion. Absolutely. Did the Olympians have get together? Party of one, isn't it? No, <laughs> yeah, not really. Not really. You, you sort of catch up with old squad mates rather than yeah. like other team members. But. Um, I do yeah, remember it's... seeing you in 2012. I reckon you were doing your reunion catch-up straight it's... after the Olympics there. <laughs> he, this well, nightclub in London, he, was ta- he looked like he'd been tasered. He, he'd like, <laughs> right. It was like three or four days after competition. He was having a great time. Yeah, I must get... say, when, uh, when we won the comp, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the crazy thing about when you win a comp, for some reason, the next day, it was about shaving your hair off. 
Oh, yeah. Really? It never happened. They chased myself and Desi up the course. Oh, Desi. <laughs> they, they didn't get us. They didn't get us. But I remember we walked it's into Tommy our, Turbo up there with <laughs> you. Running the stain, you know, the round bar at the stain. I walked yeah, in. It was like yeah. all two-pace. Everyone went, what's going on here? It's a barbershop. If <laughs> <laughs> you look at uh, some of the players now, um, you know, you look at tattoos. and did you, Have you got a tattoo with the, of the Yeah, i got the rings. rings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I always said to myself, I'm never going to disfigure my, my arms. So I've got two on my ass. My back oh, side. Oh, nice. Only when I play for Australia. When I play for Australia, I get something to remember. So I remember we got Ruse 90. There was nine of us who got that. Um, and the funny thing about it, we, we took it in turns going in. And Freddie was the first. He was the youngest of a kangaroo back then. He was what, 18 or something. And he got picked number one to go in. So I had to go and make sure he goes and gets it done. Anyway, he, he was a hairy little bastard. had to shave his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so Bruce 90. Um, and on the other one, 1995, I won the World Cup. And I got uh, World Cup champions 95. It's dead set that long. <laughs> across your backside. Yeah, across the backside. Yeah. You can save some money yeah. if it's the 90. You just need the nine, don't you? Right yeah, next so to the dot. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, um, socks got S. Yeah. K, well, that's it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. All mum. Yeah, they're all. No, I was uh, with uh, Matty Guy, actually. I had some uh, Chris, uh, Easter beers with him, and I had a look down at his foot, and he's got Storm on his foot. It okay. Almost not the – you know, I think if you win a flag, it should be somewhere a little bit more prominent, maybe like forehead yeah, maybe. or, yeah. you know, Crazy. It's, cheek it's down about the side. Or... Matty Guy, I actually went and um, – MG, Mark Guy, I played with him when I was 16 against him. He was a real we both five eights. He was St. Mary's, I was St. Pat's at Blacktown, and mm. we got both got graded. He got graded before I did, but it's quite amazing. So I actually called the game New South Wales Cup to watch his son play, Maverick Guy. Oh, he's back. Yeah, he's so, back. Yeah, he's yeah. got so, a try, didn't he? Yeah, he came off a good left foot step. I'm, I don't know if he's a, I know MG's a left handed, uh, but I don't know if, how far that follows down the tree, but he had a nice left foot step. So, what relation is he? That's his son. son. Is yeah, that right? So he's a big boy. Okay. He's six foot five. He's a. Just a bit about him, yeah, raw bone thing. But if he's anything like his old man, you know, he's going to be special. But, yeah. um, and a loose cannon, very loose, <laughs> <laughs> very loose. As soon as he said, I said to his son, I said, You stand there, I've had a few, but a few ding dongs with him as well. We've been out years ago where you go out, and as soon as he starts shaking his hand, I'm thinking yeah. it's going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes the, the son or the, the next of kin doesn't exactly follow the personality, yeah, I know, man. I know. Is Maverick. Like the father, or is no, he a bit more he, well, no, chilled out? He's very chilled, yeah. Because I don't know, Mrs. Guy, is she a chilled out woman? She's chilled out. He's she got the compound. He's got, you know, five or kids. Five or, I think he's got five kids, but uh, this this one, he's, he's got a bit of talent. Um, yeah, good. It's crazy when you have a, have a, have a kid, and I remember. My first Josh, I'm thinking, oh, he's going to be a little football player, mate. He was hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> he looked good out there. He had, all the, he had the best boots. He, had, he looked good, you know, yeah, but just yeah. didn't want to play. He was there digging holes. I said, no, nah, he had to be, mate. You're not playing that. So yeah. in some ways, I'm glad um, that, yeah, he, he didn't play. But MG, he was like, a, we're talking about, you know, Kangaroo Tours, 1990. Um, he got the tattoo as well. There's only nine of us. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> we... Um, <laughs> and we're what they call the emus. The emus is when, and I've, I've written this in uh, in my book. Um, the emus is like you will play on the Wednesday night, so you're playing the Cumbrians and all the sides that aren't that good. So you beat them fifty nil, and then you just get on the ink, you know. It was unreal. <laughs> playing test footy, all well, the emus, you know. But then we lost the first test, and we're in this kebab store. And, 
<laughs> used to wear all the shirts with the badge on there. Just, um, and these blokes, yeah, I've seen the Rollsies, and they started singing one nil, one nil, one. And we're all doing in, you know, I've had a few drinks. <laughs> then MG goes, oh, I didn't say goodbye. I wanted to say goodbye. I went, I knew what he was going to do. So we chased them up the road. And we were back there and saying, mate, we say goodbye to you properly. So it's one of the black taxis where the, the doors open up the yeah, opposite yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And the blokes lent out. And he's put his hand out to shake hands. Then he's gone, bang, <laughs> left hand, because he was a left-hander. And he walked away and goes, one all, one all, one all. <laughs> <laughs> that were the days. That were the days. So anchor day in violence, but that were the days. 1990. Oh, fly on the wall for that yeah. tour. Just back to the reunion with Manly. Who was the hairdresser, by the way? Who, who, was, who had the clippers? Hopper. He's the worst one. <laughs> back then, he was a big drinker. But he doesn't drink anymore. He was probably the strongest man ever, so you couldn't get away from him. But he was uh, he, he was very handy with the clippers. So, but that year, I remember we um, we, had, we had to fly out to Papua New Guinea about three days afterwards. And um, myself and it was Daniel Gartner over there. And I looked around. I went, oh, jeez. I'm going to cut my hair off. I said, Tim Brasher. Remember Brasher used to have massive long hair? Yeah. He was nude as a nut. Yeah. And uh, the next thing, he's clipped me down. I had like a two-blade. But Dad said, I'm, I don't proceed. I haven't got much receding hair. My kids did not recognise me for about a month. <laughs> so uh, no more short hairs for me. Des. You imagine seeing Des Hasler just ping oh, down. Oh, it was a sprint. It was, it was unreal. <laughs> you know, he grabbed me. Let's go. Let's go. So, <laughs> what was Des his, uh, like with those reunions? Oh, he's very quiet. He's yeah. just he's a bit of a human pest, is he? You don't realise that. He just comes really? Yeah, he's a pest. I just uh <laughs> I love him. I ring him up at least once a week, maybe twice, just to annoy the hell out of him. But he's uh <laughs> he's um he's he's got me a couple of times. He's uh he's <laughs> he got me one time. We had this we had this um had this machine at the gym and and when I retired I ended up taking it to my gym spuds anyway, found out I had it mm. and I got it for nothing. But he, he goes, from the club, he, yeah, so, from the club. I so you it. flogged it? I, yeah, I, did. I took it. I, took it. But, <laughs> I got it for nothing. Do not believe? Great, great I've got, yeah, I got the machine. I, 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 want, I want it. And I, I said, "What's going to cost hundred bucks, Desi?" He goes, "Okay, done." So a hundred bucks. I just want to get a hundred bucks out of Desi Hasley. I tied us. <laughs> so remember, Donnie Sims turned up. They took this machine anyway for six months, no payment. Yeah. And my wife Monique was working at the club and. And I'll be into him saying, ask Des where my money is. I just wanted the hundred bucks out of him to get something. Anyway, next thing, she came home and it was this bag of coins. I went, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to the kids, this guy back when they were younger, kids, I said, oh, kids, look, Desi been at Bullfed. I said, well, let's have a go at counting these coins. So I put my hand into these coins. I pulled them out. They'll drink tokens. Oh, oh no, he's got me, right? So I ring him up the next day. I said, Desi, you're gone. He's oh, what? I said, mate, I'm at the bank. He goes, you're at the bank. I said, I'm at the bank. These are drink tokens. He goes, oh, oh, Sparks, sorry, mate, mate. I gave you the wrong bag. The Desi, he's one of the best. Outstanding. Spud, we'll let you go now because you've got to get set for That's exactly what you got to do. make a great radio with Jimmy Smith. Hey, boys. Mark Carroll. Joining us on Crunch Time, off to a break. On your... Two PM kickoff at the SCG for Noah Blake going backwards and now going forwards and still going. Takes on the fullback who makes the try saver. Quick play the ball and the referee says it's another penalty. How does he assess it? They say ten in the bin required. Left foot up. Slams it through, and the Warriors on the board first, 10 minutes in. Jake Duke. I'm the right thing here, the Warriors. A little bit of an ambush to start the game. They're going to keep going. Lovely depth here. Pompey, man over. 
has scored the first try as well. It's young Kosi. Second try for him in the NRL, and what a start they've made at the SCG on party day for the Roosters, but it's the Warriors on top. Go holds it up, catch and pass, Tupou in the corner. How is that execution from the attacking scrum? And they find a way through. Jackson, now Flanagan, great pass, Naden for the corner. It is first blood to the Bulldogs. Oh, thank you. There you go. It's only taken two and a half hours. Two hours and 49 minutes. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know where we were going there. We heard a try. We even heard a try from matches when we came on air that hadn't even happened yet from both teams, <laughs> from the Warriors and the Roosters. But finally we hear a try. If you're just joining us on Crunch Time, by the way, uh, all throughout the show we've had highlights of uh, – audio highlights of the games. Um, we've had every team score a try. Uh, James Magnuson's Bulldogs were the exception. Because Crickets. <laughs> Absolute crickets. Absolutely nothing. It was just all bunny. Stephen O'Keefe was really happy with that. <laughs> but Pat – are you back in his good books now? Yeah, Pat's back in my good books. And can I just say quickly, give a quick shout out, uh, Flanagan, Kyle Flanagan, another good game. Two weeks in a row, he's played the two grand finalists. Would have been two tri-assists if they didn't get one of them taken off them, which was a little controversial. But um, love what Flanagan's doing and feel really um, relieved that he's back where he should be. And mm. happy for him. He had a tough year last year, mm. so happy for Flanagan. No, I agree. Little text on the text line, by the way. Uh, it's half time at the SCG. It's eight six to the Warriors, who for thirty minutes were playing really good footy, and w- Roosters were way off. Jared Wira Hargraves is on report for a high shot. He'll be fine. It was a love tap. Victor Radley on report for a high shot as well. Not too much in that one either. Um, but yeah, that's the situation at the SCG right now. Um, we had a, uh, a chat before about maybe having play-ins in the NRL. The NBA have got a play-in tournament before their playoffs. Uh, text on text line from Macca from Maitland. Play-ins are ridiculous. Tenth out of 15 having a shot at the playoffs. Not good. Soccer's right. Five out of eight in BBL is also a joke. You never should have more than 50% of your teams who are in the comp, in the finals. It's all about the number of games. AFL and NRL should go back to a top five or six. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. Because that would mean at the pointy end of the season taking away games, which for broadcast revenue is probably not a good idea, and commercial revenue as well. Yeah. I mean, and and the thing about US sports, they do well, is, you know, the Game 7, there's no two better words in, you know, in American sport than Game 7 when it goes down to, you know, the more games, the better. You know, unfortunately, you can't do that in rugby league, but, you know, you're never going to have a playoff in the finals for, you know, the two teams playing off for best of three. It just doesn't make sense. Well, that's... I reckon we're more likely to see a best of three grand final situation than in a play-in tournament yeah. into the playoffs. Yeah, mm. yeah. Both yeah. of which are pretty unlikely. Dragons Knights coming up. Uh, Adam Clune against his former club. Josh Maguire returns for the Dragons and George Burgess as well. Moses Mbai. Um, we're waiting on the final makeup of the teams, but um, they put Moses up on Fox League a moment ago mm. uh, on sense. KO. And if you're putting a player up, who for an interview before a game, I dare say he's going to be playing where he was named, and that was fullback. So mm, okay. wait and see with that one. Um, which way are we going here? I'm going the Knights. Uh, like I said earlier in the show, I think they're great value. Uh, 220, I got the map. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I he's, think it, he's boosted them. I think this is this is a must win 
for the Knights if they want to be a top eight team. You you got to beat those those teams below you on the ladder, and that's that's like it or not, that's where St George are. Um, if the Knights are fair dinkum this year about playing finals, they've got to win this one. They've got Ponga back. They've got both Saifides and Clemmer. Um, and for for the Dragons, we spoke about earlier, they've won one game out of their last 13. Yeah. So I know Hook's re-signed, but at what point do you start asking questions about that roster and about the way they're performing? Yeah, we're gearing up uh, for this one. Thanks to Dometic. Uh, the Dometic Patrol, an icebox with a sense of adventure. What about the Knights, Sock? Yeah, well, got some big ins, Clemmer, Lee and Hoy. I'm I'm with you on that one. I can't believe that the Knights are actually starting outsiders in this, given the way the Dragons have played. Um, you know, we've seen their best footy already this year, so it wouldn't surprise me if uh, they turned up. I've liked the way that Gagai's, you know, adjusted and moved into the centres. He's playing good footy. Um, and the forward pack, you know, it's it's quite intimidating. You have you got Clemmer, Saifidi, uh, Tyson Frisell. So look, I think it's I think it should be one way traffic again this game. Um, but we'll wait and see. But you look at the Dragons pack: DeBellin, Sewer, Sims, Josh Kerr, McCulloch, Molo. It's, I mean, it's, it's a pretty, pretty it's, it's good a good size. Pack. And yeah, you've got, mm. you know, you've got Sewer and DeBellin, who, who will never get DeBellin doesn't get mentioned. Say in your top three or four um, uh, locks in the game. You know, he's never got matched mm. by a Yale or a Cameron Murray, but has been doing a lot of the hard work. And we're seeing glimpses of what he did too get into the Origin team years ago. So probably a little bit underrated, probably still finding his feet a little bit, but he's exceptional. And Jaden Sewer, when he plays his best footy, control footy, is one of the best back rowers. Again, another guy who came played Origin last year out of uh, NRL Cup. So... I mean, it's there. It's a good team. But the thing is, it's just not clicking. It's not working together. Um, you know, you need guys like Lomax stepping up. Moses Zambaya, not probably the, uh, you know, known to being a fullback. So there's a lot of pressure on him in this game to to do well and that team in general to do well. Well, that was gearing up for this afternoon's match, which you can hear right after crunch time. Mark Carroll, uh, Jimmy Smith, and also Timmy Manor getting set in the studio for that one. Uh, gearing up thanks to Dometic, everything you need for adventures, big or small, mobile, living made easy, Dometic Outdoor. James Magnuson, how many white chocolate eggs are you about to <laughs> eat? Oh, I'm about to punish a bag of them, I reckon. Oh, <laughs> to believe it. And Sock, you're going to have a, you're going to follow up the lunch with the same dinner as well? Eddie's Burger down the road on the way home, and then uh, a bit of Maccas for dinner. Uh, outstanding. Sock, Miss Ol, thank you. Cheers, Cheers. Uh, Pat. Cheers, thank guys. you. Well done. Thank you. Go the doggies, up the doggies. <laughs> More footy on the way on SEN 1170. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91